That is that, and we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to hear from the head coaches of the next game. Arnold Eagles, Nick Brown sitting all by himself down on the bench, down to our left. If Steve wants to make his way there, we can do that before we take a break, Steve, if you want to. I'll, ta- I'll task him on the fly if he's willing to do it right now, if you guys are okay with that. He, he's just sitting there all by himself, all by his lonesome. He, he's all by himself, but I think he's deep in concentration and watching this. Our good friend Nick Brown is here. Coach, you're back in the district championship again. This never gets old, right? I was asking the same question to Joe earlier. Oh, no. I mean, this is what it's all about. It's uh, This is where we get excited, I think. You know, I mean, it's, I have a really good team, and it's been a fun year, but this is the ones you get a little more up for. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to get a net tonight. It'd be nice. I know you knew more about your own team than the rest of us did going into the year, but certainly a lot of good seniors last year. You graduate Ethan amongst others. To get back to this district championship game with this particular group, what does it mean? It means everything. I mean, I, 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 I knew we were good. I think everyone, I, I said last summer, after the end of the summer, I said, we're going to be ranked in state. And uh, some people looked at me like a little funny, but I, I said, I really, and I, I'm not a guy to go and brag about. I just say, I think we'll be ranked in state. Like, that's how good I think we might be. And uh, obviously they got it. And, you know, this group, we have one returning starter. Layton played limited last year. And so we have a really young group. And uh, they have answered every challenge so far. And here we are against it. You know, obviously, these guys are really good. Um, they're experienced. And their experience got us last time. Hopefully, they're ready more. I think we got it caught up in the moment a little bit last time. And I think these guys are a little more ready. They were pretty upset with how they played. And hopefully, we'll give a better shot tonight. From a coaching standpoint, obviously, you want to win every game. But knowing what happened back on December 30th, extra motivation for the guys? Um, I, I, I really think that we're... We really want to get the district championship has been a goal for us. And we know what this means in the seedings and, and all that. And so, yeah, we want to beat them, no question. But I think it's just, yeah, the fact that it's them and they beat us one, four losses and one, they're one of them. And for the district championship, I mean, we're definitely right. These guys are locked in. And I don't know if it would be how much different it was Molly Terrace or if it was, you know, whoever it was. But, I, yeah, I, these guys go back way back when. They know each other from way back when they were little kids. Tell us a little bit about Zachman and what he's meant to the program. Uh, everything. He's just become a really great leader. Uh, he we probably weighed about 130 pounds dripping wet when he was an eighth grader, a freshman, and he's just grown up and started hitting the weight, hitting the, hitting the weights, hitting the, the gym, and he worked on his outside shot, and he's just become a great leader. And, uh, you know, he's just so explosive. And he's really, you know, we thought we were kind of, I, I knew we had Leighton, but Leighton's a sophomore, but I knew Dave would be all right, but I didn't know he'd be this as, as well as he's turned out. You know, I don't want to jinx him, but he's really impressed me. He's one of the best we've ever had here. Talk a little bit about Terrace and what you see from them. Obviously, you see the numbers, and the first thing that pops out, I think, the way they've held teams under, I think, 20 in the first half in quite a few games and under 50 overall. What do you see from this squad out here? Yeah, they're, they're, they're tough, hard-nosed. We never, we never seem to get the stuff that we usually get on other teams against these guys. They're so well-coached. Um, I don't – I can't I – can't, put my finger on it i don't know what it is that nalen does that but stuff that we normally get where we you know i go oh this is a play for you know we run a lot of plays and i've got my bag of tricks where i think well we can get a one right now we can get right now i never feel that with this one when we get one it's like it's like wow it was it it was a relief and so defensively they're so tough um you know dubiel can play for them um well you know they'll cross all of them xavion's so tough and and they're, the point guard's coming on really good. He's, he's, he's improved a lot lately. You know, they're just well coached. I mean, Leyland does a fantastic job. He's a very good coach. He's one of the best in the state. An Hall of Fame coach. And, you know, an honor to coach against him, call my friend. And uh, But I still want to beat him. 
Well, but. we should point out, too, the top two teams, not only in terms of the seeding, you guys finished tied for first in the rankings and almost fe- in the standings. It almost feels appropriate that it comes down to tonight. Thank you for your time. Best luck, and we look forward to talking to you at halftime. Thanks, Steven. Uh, who do you got up there? I see Tom. I can't see very well. Who else? We got Joel Boyer and uh, Buddy Patrick up there tonight. All right, Joel and Buddy, and, and, and Tom, you guys uh, make sure you uh, do, us, do us right tonight. Make sure you make, make it sound like I'm a good coach, all right? <laughs> Joel Boyer, not much gets by him, so any kind of mistakes you make, he will be watching for. But he also you, likes to point out the good things. You so can tell him busy tonight, then. Nick is a good coach already, and I'll be sure to point that out more. He, he mentioned you're a good coach, so there we go. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, there you go. That is Nick Brown, head coach. Of the and on the other side, Steve, I'll just produce right here on the run all by himself. Sitting there is Nayland Sood. You might as well bother him as well. He's just, he's just waiting for you. We, you we might as well let's see if I can get him right now. Here's he's uh, he's he's got a smile on his face, so I think that's kind of welcoming. <laughs> Nayland Sood, he's been at this for quite a while. And coach, uh, we were trying to figure it out last year. I think it had been about 10 years since you had won a district title. Now you got a chance to win back to back tonight. Yeah, um, that's obviously you know what this game's about. Uh, we'll think about tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, next week and everything. But, uh, you know, there's obviously something on the line. But trying to impart to the kids, hey, you just got to go play basketball with Everett, with Mount Vernon, and now Arlington. We've seen good basketball teams. So when the ball went up in the air, you just got to go play and, and just be yourselves. We were just talking to Nick Brown. He mentioned that every time he goes into his bag of tricks against Nayland Sud and Malik Terrace, it doesn't seem to work as well as it does against other teams. What are you doing to these Arlington guys over the past few years? Oh, I, I disagree with that. They've done stuff fine. It's always been two good teams, and I thought about this, two good programs that are battling it out, and ironically, the games have always had something on the line, even if it's in December. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know. Our guys, you know, we, we know they keep us at the top of our game, and you have to be to play a team like this. 17-point victory back in late December. What was it about that game that you did that uh, you're hoping to duplicate tonight? Win by 17. (laughs) Fair enough. Talk a little bit about the district tournament last year. You fall behind, I think it was Arlington in the semis by 10 points. You come back in a win. Ferndale in the championship game goes out to a 10-0 lead. You come back. Almost reversed the script the other night against Mount Vernon, the 18-point lead. And then uh, Mount Vernon made a nice run to you guys. What are we expecting from these Arlington guys tonight? You know they're going to come out fired up, so uh, what kind of game are we, are we expecting? Well, watching them, they come out every game fired up, and you got to sustain, you got to keep competing, and you just hope over 32 minutes because it is a 32-minute game, and, you know, coaches talk about that all the time. But um, teams are going to come out really energized. It works one way or the other. Um, and so, you know, we just got to gotta weather whatever they come at us with, whether it's the first quarter, second, third, fourth, and hopefully we can come right back at them with something. You play quite a few young guys. you got a lot of players coming back next year, but also a lot of guys that were part of that district championship last year. Does it help that they had that moment last year and maybe the nerves won't be quite as big as they would otherwise because hey, a lot of these guys, Jackson and Xavion and Chris and Smith, they've cut down a net already. Well, they, they've been in this game, and they were successful in it. And uh, one thing they got to realize is no matter what happens, tomorrow's going to be tomorrow. And just go play, you know. Don't there's so much atmosphere with a game like this, and there was atmosphere with Mount Vernon, atmosphere with Everett that, uh, you know, the, the kids come out with a little bit of nerves and everything, but settle down, just go play basketball. That's what I hope those three can, can provide that kind of leadership of, guys, just just go play basketball. Just go do what you, be yourselves, do what you've done. And, uh, you know, there's adrenaline, there's emotion that's going to play into it, but at some point you just got to go play and everything. Coach, coach uh, the players are out there, the adrenaline. How's the coach doing right now? Oh, uh, coaches, coaches, I've done this a while. 
I'm doing good, but it's a different feel. Definitely. Nail and Sue, always a pleasure. Thank you. Best of luck. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. There you go. Thanks very much, Steve, with Nayland Sood and with Nick Brown, two really good head coaches, and literally Joel Boyer. They're sitting there by themselves, the two of them, just soaking it all in. Here they are in the district championship game. Yeah, absolutely. And and it doesn't matter how many times you play in it. It's a new team. It's a new, uh, new group of players. Nick Brown talked about how they graduated a lot of players last year, and they only had one returning, um, you know, kind of minute eater, if you will. And he said, you know, in the summertime, I think we'll be ranked next year. And it's just one of those things that even though it's the same coaching staff and they've done this before and they've been to this game, it's different every single year because of the team you get to do it with. And it becomes that much more special. Um, and all of them are different, and they always remember them for different reasons, different ways. Both these guys have done this for a long time. They're very loyal to their programs, their communities. They stay where they're at. Nalen's been in there since, I think, 2000, 2001, something like that. Nick Brown, was it his 15th year, I think it may yep. be? Yep. <clears throat> these guys are just kind of legends, uh, if you will, in their communities because of what they've been able to do and just the longevity there. So guys that I, I look at and just respect so much, I've gotten to have conversations with each of them before and just really love hearing from them. So um, great coaches. You see Nalen right now is walking down to talk to Nick Brown. And, I, you know, like Nick said, he's a friend of mine. I love playing him. I want to beat him. But it's fun to see these guys hug it out right now before and knowing they want to bring their best. They do indeed as the uh, Arlington girls who just won the uh, girls championship make their way out of the tunnel. They'll be here to support the boys team as the boys were here to support them. We'll come back, take a look at the season for both these two ball clubs and talk more about this game and take a look at the starting lineups as well. We're about eight minutes away from the tip-off. It's Montlake Terrace and Arlington for the boys. 3A district championship. More from Walt Price Fitness Center here at Everett Community College right here on KRKO. Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, SmokyPointConcrete.com. Save our songbirds with Wild Birds Unlimited in Everett. Keep cats indoors, drink bird-friendly coffee, and reduce plastics to help our native bird populations. Bird watching is another basic way you can help save our songbirds. So turn to the staff at Wild Birds Unlimited to get you started on Evergreen Way or mywbu.com slash Everett. Websites are an extremely powerful business tool that you may not be using to your full potential. Hi, I'm Todd Hootery, owner of Inquisitech, a web design and search optimization agency in Snohomish. And here's a tip for you. A lot of people say, our business is word of mouth. However, what if you could also have a sales tool that worked for you 24-7 and brought in qualified leads? Search leads are often highly qualified leads because they are people looking for a business that can solve their problem right now. 
At Inquisitech, we can help you grow your business with a website that makes it easy for your customers to find and connect with you. Get a free website analysis at SnohomishWebDesign.com. KRKO Everett, congratulating the Lake Stevens Vikings on their state football championship. We're counting down the minutes to Mount Lake Terrace and Arlington and the boys 3A district championship. On the way here, the Arlington Eagles, they go 18-4 and four in overall, 13-2 in Wesco. They state RPI of number three. The first meeting was back on the 30th of January, and Mount Lake Terrace got a 67-50 win over Arlington. And coming in, in Northwest District play, Arlington beat Stanwood 60-44, and they beat in the semifinals Shortcrest Scots 61 to 50. In for the Mount Lake Terrace, they come in at 17 to 5 overall, 13 to 2 in Wesco play. State RPI of number six in the state. And in district play, they beat Everett by 10 in the quarterfinals, 55-45. And they beat in the semifinals Mount Vernon 74 to 60. And Joel Boyers, we count down to tip off air between these two teams. How much of an advantage for these two teams, not only they played in this game, in this environment, but also more importantly, in a couple of weeks, they want to play down. And if you, when you played the Tacoma Dome before, the second time's not quite as intimidating. Absolutely. I mean, there's <clears throat> there's so many things you talk about, just the environment, just the uh, the size of the venue, the dome. It, it's not easy to, to shoot in. But honestly, those are things that, well, yes, it's true. Once you've played in there, you've experienced it, and the to kind of to, to bring back the the moment from the great movie Hoosiers from years ago, and Gene Hackman measures the measures the uh, the hoop is 10 feet tall still, and the free throw line is still 15 feet away, and it's just it's kind of an understanding of it's the same size of court. And once you played on there before, and both these teams played there last year, but once you played there before, uh, you have an understanding, uh, and you understand what that is, and and you hope that they can replicate that and go back and even have an even better opportunity to go place there this year. After that, after the opportunity to play there last year. A reminder that our players of the game brought to you by Marysville Toyota. One person, one price, one hour. Experience the power of one at Marysville Toyota on Smoky Point Boulevard. And our T-shirts and sweatshirts provided by Screen Printing Northwest. Trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. T-shirts, hoodies, and more. Start the process online. ScreenPrintingNW.com. We'll come back, take a look at the starting lineups, and get set for the opening tip-off. We're playing for the District Boys 3A Championship. It's the Arlington Eagles, the Mount Lake Terrace Hawks. We're at Everett Community College. Stay with us. More coming up right here on KRKO. The World's Game, Snohomish County's team. Your Snohomish County Football Club. Bringing high-quality, semi-pro soccer to your backyard. And the Steelheads have been at it since 2017. So they're an established club that's still growing. Get tickets and gear now at snocofc.com. Indoor and outdoor soccer, men's and women's clubs. Join the movement and support your team all year long. Snocofc.com. Steelhead, set the hook. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. 
This weekend is the perfect time to redecorate your home. During Erickson Furniture's Holiday Savings Event, get our lowest prices on living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, and mattresses. All holiday sale priced for instant savings. Pay by cash, check, bank card, even with no interest financing for one full year. The quality furniture and mattress set you've always wanted is on sale now. During Erickson Furniture's Holiday Savings Event at 2015 Broadway in Everett and online at ericksonfurniture.com. Brian Berg here at the Shop of Arlington and Simmons Garage Tire Pros. We want you to love the drive. If your vehicle isn't allowing you to love the drive, it's time for us to talk. Whether it's big brands or small budget, we have you covered. From Michelin to Goodyear to Continental, General, Toyo, Cooper, Iron Man, Hercules, you name it, we have the brand that fits both your car and your budget. Give us a call so we can fit the right tire to you. Look us up online at theshopofarlington.com. Welcome back. Tom Lafferty along with Joel Boyer and Steve Willits. Our statistician tonight is Buddy Patrick. Brandon Hamilton at the controls at the KRKO Broadcast Center in downtown Everett. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for this District 3A Boys Championship. For the Arlington Eagles, they will start Leighton Martin. He's a six-foot sophomore averaging about 14 and a half points per ball game. Also, Jackson Trotter will be in the backcourt, a six-foot sophomore as well. Ty Rusko in the starting lineup, a guard at 5'9". He is a senior. Also, Jake Willis. Willis, a six-foot sophomore. And then rounding out the starting lineup then for the Arlington Eagles will be David Zachman in the middle. A six, actually, he's a 6'6 senior. So, Leighton Martin, Jackson Trotter, Ty Rusko, Jake Willis, and David Zachman for Nick Brown's Arlington Eagles. For the Montlake Terrace Hawks, their head coach, longtime head coach, Nalen Sood. I think we, Steve Willis, did we decide that Ken Roberts and Nalen Sood are tied for longevity? Yeah, they both came in in the 2000-2001 season as head coaches. As head coaches. So uh, Nalen Sood's been at Montlake Terrace a long, long time. Nalen Sood graduated in 1987, and his first coaching job was the JV team in the 1988-1989 season. How do you like that? There you go. They went 4-16, by the way. They didn't have a very good point guard. I'll just leave it at that. Have they named a parking lot or a wing or a restroom or something after him down there yet? No, they're talking about, you know, naming like a, like a plaza or something, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. Okay. So they're introducing the lineups here. We'll have to give you a Mount Lake Terrace's lineup. They will start Chris Megan, a six-foot senior, along with Jackson Dubiel, a 6'2 junior. Logan Twos will be in the starting lineup, a 5'11 junior. Zevion Jones, a 6'2 junior. And Savit Singh is a 6'3 sophomore. So Megan and Dubiel, twos, Jones, and Singh for the Motley Terrace Hawks. For the Arlington Eagles, Martin, Trotter, Rusko, Willis, and Zachman. And we will take a break after tonight's opening tip-off and game action coming up. Motley Terrace at Arlington. Next stop is the regionals. Both these teams will be going on. And who will get the number one seed out of this Northwest District? That will be decided here in just a couple of minutes. We're live at Everett Community College. Stay with us. Back with more and the opening tip-off right after this timeout. 
Why do you love your library? A better question is, what's not to love? Your Snow Isle Libraries connects you with ebooks, audiobooks, LinkedIn Learning, Discover Passes, and so much more. Snow Isle Libraries is here to help you navigate the 1.8 million items at your fingertips. Thank you to our customers and partners for your ongoing support. It's an honor to serve Snohomish and Island counties. We look forward to seeing you soon. Or you can visit our website, snow-isle.org. The playoffs are underway, and David Buster's at the Hollywood Mall in Linwood has you covered. Watch all of the action on David Buster's 40-foot wow wall. wow wall. Experience more sports, more craft food and drinks, and more fun watching the games at David Buster's. The best football watching in the entire Pacific Northwest is at David Buster's at the Hollywood Mall in Linwood. Learn more at davidbusters.com. That's davidbusters.com. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering, machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we are growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. Once upon a time, Washington State legalized marijuana for adult use. However, driving under the influence of marijuana has never been legal. Almost 90% of the young adults in Washington don't drive under the influence. Call a ride, sober friend, or fairy godmother if you or your friends have been using marijuana or alcohol. Most steer clear to find their happy ending. To find out more, visit moststeerclear.org. This message brought to you by Neighborhood House and the Washington Traffic Safety Commission. Time out. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the WIAA and the Washington Secondary School Athletic Administrators Association. At Move Fitness, our gyms are designed to keep you moving. From our energetic and fun classes to our motivated trainers and our state-of-the-art equipment. Don't miss our massive cardio floor with every possible option and no waiting. There's a reason we've been voted best gym year after year. But our top priority as we come to work every day is you. Giving you the cleanest facilities, the most dedicated team in fitness, and the best overall gym experience. So isn't it time to join the movement? To learn more and to get a free 7-day trial, go to movefitness.com. That's muvfitness.com. Like Terrace Hawks, head coach Naylan Sood, Arlington Eagles, head coach Nick Brown. Today's game brought to you in part by the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Somich County PUD, David Busters, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, most steer clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. Both teams on the floor. 
The officials tonight, Eric Eiflin from Somish County, he's got the basketball. He is the referee, Will Hart from Seattle, Ted Kubisiak from Whatcom County. The ball is in the air, and we are underway, and it'll be the Arlington Eagles that will control Arlington, the uh, visiting team tonight, the number two seed coming into the tournament. They're in the navy blue uniforms moving to our right. As top of the key, that's Jackson Trotter goes in, lay it up off the glass, no good. Zachman goes up on his shoulder, and I thought he carried it out of bounds. In fact, he did carry it out of bounds, and it'll be a give it over to the Mount Lake Terrace Hawks. Mount Lake Terrace in the home white uniforms, trimmed in black. I think there's some red mixed in there somewhere. I just I'm don't sure. See. It's, I'm sure it's there somewhere. Maybe not. It's it's, it's buried deep in there. So it is Motley Terrace's first run with the basketball. Singh has it down low and puts it up and in. And the first two points of the ball game goes to Savit Singh. Gets the first two points, and it's a 2-0 lead for Motley Terrace. And that was a great high-low post-to-post pass. Davion Jones right there finding his, his front court mate, Savit Singh, on that catch. Tough catch in traffic right there, but great finish. Ty Rusko, top of the key. Swings it over to Jackson Trotter. Trotter with it. Down low as they got it to Martin, and then he hooks a pass in the corner. That shot by Willis that will not go. Back out topside for a shot by Martin that won't go. Kept alive again by Arlington. Reload one more time. 0 for 3 on the possession. They may get one more. Add in a miss by Rusko, and late Martin has it. They keep getting offensive rebounds, but that means they keep missing. 21 on the shot clock here. Martin top of the key. A little jitterbug move. Swinging around the left-hand side. That's a travel. Yep as it's going to be a travel on Ty Rusko, dragged the pivot foot, four shots at it, they couldn't get one of them to go down. You know, and that's one of those things where Rusko had a good look at that. He's turned the corner, but had those feet just kind of slide out from under him a little bit. Uh, but you like that as Nick Brown, Arlington Eagles. You got four, or you got three offensive rebounds right there. Long boards, crashed them hard. That's great energy, even though you didn't get a point on it. We're a minute and a half into the ball game. It's a 2-0 lead for Mount Lake Terrace. Low scoring so far. I don't think we're going to stay that low too very long. Xavier Jones double team. That means somebody's wide open, and that is going to be Jackson Dubiel with the bucket to lay it up and in. It's a four-point lead for Mount Lake Terrace in the district championship game at Everett Community College. Nearly a no-look pass. Xavier Jones, I think, just saw Dubiel at the corner of his eye and just rifled it right to him underneath. Love that presence of mind by Xavier Jones. Underneath it goes. A lay-in up. It's going to be a miss. No good by Zachman. Ball goes out of bounds. Looking for help. They're going to say, stay on this end. Leighton Martin, who had happened in the girls' game, it's also happening here. He's playing on his grandpa's court. Larry Walker is Leighton Martin's grandpa. And this is Larry Walker court here in the Walt Price Student Fitness Center at Everett Community College. And a foul is going to be called here off the inbounds. <laughs> I don't think Xavier Jones liked that Zach was about to set a screen on him. Just kind of gave him a, kind of a two-hand forearm shiver right there. Get called for it, but sometimes that can be, be allowed to play. On the inbounds, it goes to Zachman. He misses. Jones grabs the rebound to Dubiel. Knocks over a player. They're going to call the offensive foul. The official that came out of backcourt did the punch signal and just about punched Chris Meegan. <laughs> He's just, it was the vociferous, boy, that's an offensive foul. What if he had decked him? Wow. <laughs> Meegan's pretty tough. I don't think that would have no. gone over very well for anybody in the Mount Lake Terrace, white, black, and red. But uh, Megan's toughest can be. Luckily, there's no contact there. But there was contact on that charge call. Oh, I, thought that, I thought it was more of that out of 
just non-control of your body right there. Zubiel was really attacking hard down the down the lane, uh, but good job by Charter to give it the body. First personal foul, but here's a steal. It's going to be grabbed by Logan Tews. Tews feeds it up to Dubiel, puts it at the baseline, tried to feed Xavier Jones. In the air went Jackson Trotter to get the rebound, and they're going to call a foul here on... about like They're playing for keeps tonight. Boy, and I think... <laughs> wow. I think that's Xavier Jones' second yeah. foul. Yeah, Nayland Sood is up talking to Eric Eiflin. Didn't like the call. Jones stays in. Well, and I think that's something we got to look at just as coaches. I mean, obviously, you know your players, but but you're two and a half in. Great pick right there by Jones on that lob play. Yeah, got the interception and up the floor. Twos has it in front court. Motley Karras of the white uniforms, the home team, moving to our left here in this opening quarter. Dribble drive going in. Twos has it. Fadeaway jumper from 12 won't go. Rebound taken down by Leighton Martin for the Arlington Eagles. Arlington yet to dent the scoreboard with three minutes into the ball game. To the baseline they go. That was David Zachman. Kicks it off now. Somebody all by himself going in. Missed the one-handed land. Jackson Trotter with a miss. Dubiel out of backcourt for Arlington. Or excuse me, for Montlake Terrace. Puts it up to her off the window. No good. Kept alive there by Jones. Swatted there by Zachman. And finally a foul is called. And Nick Brown didn't like that foul call. I thought maybe it was a clean block, but he got him with the body underneath. Yeah, I think there was definitely, there's no question about the call right there. I think what Nick Brown was referring to is right before that, Xavion Jones went over the back to get that rebound yeah. off the initial miss. Gosh, that's one of those things that, that if that was a third foul call, that that changes the outcome, or not the outcome, of the course of this, of this game for sure had he gotten that third foul. First free throw is good. The free throw was on Leighton Martin, his first first team foul. Already three fouls called on Mount Lake Terrace. Next free throw is good. The lead is six zip for Mount Lake Terrace in the district championship game. Yeah, and I think Nalen Sood kind of saw the same thing Nick Brown saw, that, that he didn't get called for his third foul right there. But let's yep. get Jones a breather. Let's get him out right now. We're up 6-0. We have a, a small lead to start here. Let's not get a third foul on one of our top players. Yeah, so Jones sits with two fouls. Here's Leighton Martin off his knee and out of bounds. Kicked it himself. He's trying to go around, but you, you probably want to credit Logan Tews with the tough defense yeah, on it. Absolutely, and that's one of those things that, that just happens once in a while. Leighton Martin, that probably won't happen the rest of the game, but it did right there, and it sets Malik Terrace back up for another offensive possession up 6-0. Terrace brings it up into, into front court to our left. Rayshon Connor into the ball game. Now here's a little step-through move. Feed it down low to Singh, and the foul is going to be called. Singh got it down at the low block. It was a nice pass there from Chris Megan. And Singh, so oh. Singh will be at the free-throw line. And they're going to give that foul. I thought it was on Ty Rusko, actually. Yeah. But they gave it to Leighton Martin, so that's his second foul now. So Martin picks up his second personal. Hey, let's go down to Steve. Hey, guys, and just a quick note here. The Mount Vernon game the other day, the, the semifinal game to get here, I don't know what the final numbers were, but the plus-minuses when Xavier was in the game versus when he was out of the game were huge. There was a big discrepancy. He was in foul trouble off and on throughout that game. In fact, they built an 18-point lead with him in. They took him out when he was in foul trouble. It went down to four. As soon as he went back in, it went on a 10-0 run. So that'll be something to watch. Savit Singh hits both free throws. It's an 8-0 lead for Mount Lake Terrace. Arlington's no offense yet. Bounce pass over to Zachman at the right wing. Back out to the top of the key to Willis. Willis 
goes elevation, but he kicks it over to Jackson Trotter the, in the corner, trying to look for a no-look pass, and nobody was looking. Zachman didn't think it was coming to him, and that's another turnover here on the Arlington Eagles. They've got five turnovers. And I'm thinking kind of, five possessions and five turnovers. Well, and they started out at the one possession with three offensive rebounds and four great looks to the hoop. But this is one of those things that, that Coach Nick Brown for Arlington alluded to in the in the pregame, saying Nayland Sood's defensive team just is tough to crack. Here's a scoop laying up by Rayshon Connor. That opens up a 10-point lead here in the early going. Timeout on the floor called by Arlington. We'll step out with 3.45 to go in the first quarter. It's Mount Lake Terrace 10, Arlington. Coming up, you think? We'll be back. Brenda Cook here from Pacific Copy and Printing in Everett. We've been serving Snohomish and surrounding counties for over 38 years. Many customers have been with us for years because of our competitive pricing and outstanding service. We do business cards, banners, posters, signs, brochures, and so much more. We'll give you a free competitive analysis of all your printing needs to save you time and money. We are proud sponsors of our local sports teams and community events. We're at 35th and Broadway in Everett and online at packcopy.com. Pacific Copy and Printing. We do the work, you take the credit. And welcome back to Everett Community College, the District 1 Championship game. Malik Terrace ahead 10-0. Do not forget, last year during the championship game against Ferndale, Malik Terrace trailed 10-0 in that game and came back and cut down nets. Back to Tom and Joel. Thank you very much, Steve. A miss there by Silas Miller for Arlington. Back to a possession by Mount Lake Terrace. We were looking for a travel call, didn't get it. Out by the logo, then dribbling it is Logan Twos for the Hawks. Leading it 10 to nothing. Twos has it out top of the key. Swing a pass over the right-hand side to Chris Megan. Dribble drive to the baseline, closed off there. Cross court, that means somebody's open. And on the way, a three ball, no good by Rayshon Connor. Kept alive, back up by Megan. Got the offensive rebound. Just picked it clean and put it up and in. And the lead is one dozen points for Mount Lake Terrace. And that's so difficult for Arlington. They deserve so much better on that defensive possession. Got a got a one shot at the hoop and had that ball just carry him off right there. But Megan Johnny on the spot grabs that board, puts it up and in. Leighton Martin is on the on the bench right now with two personal fouls. Foul is going to be called here on Mount Lake Terrace. It's going to be Chris Megan picks up the foul. His first personal foul, second team foul. And also sitting down for Arlington will be Jackson Trotter. And this is that moment with Leighton Martin coming back in. This yep. uh, Down 12 zip right now against a really good defensive team in Mount Lake Terrace. He's got to be on the court. Leighton Martin has it, goes into the paint, swings it to the top of the key. Ty Rusko with it, lost a handle on it. Chris Megan on the steal. Megan affected defensively and then picked him clean, and they bring it up, and it's a 12-0 lead for Terrace, and they have the basketball with 2-2-2 to play here this first quarter. They force it down low to Singh, goes in, reverse lay it up and good. A little nice passing there. They Just about everybody touched it. It's a 14-0 lead. Don't, no math here. Arlington's yet to score. Still have a shot by Leighton Martin. Won't go. Rebound controlled by Mount Lake Terrace. Up the floor. Megan looked at a three. Couldn't pull the trigger. Has it at the right wing. Starts the dribble. Goes into the paint. Swing a pass in the corner. Left-hand side. To Connor. Goes into the paint. The shot went in. They called the foul before that happened. And this is going to be called on Jacob Thaler. His first personal foul third team foul and I appreciated Megan on that possession he had a look at a three it would have been a hand in his face a little rushed but just a great presence of mind for that that senior point guard 
to know, be patient. We have a 14-0 lead. Just continue to be in control of these possessions. Staying on the inbounds, as we mentioned, Failer picks up his first personal foul and the third team foul on Arlington. Minute 45 to play the first quarter. 14-0 lead for Mount Lake Terrace. That's a travel. Yep. Left yep. a little early. Yep. Rayshon Connor started to go before he started the dribble. That's going to commit the turnover, and it will be Arlington ba basketball. Down 14 nothing. Yeah, and this is one of those that it, it feels bad. Don't get me wrong. It's 14 nothing. a minute 40 to play in the first quarter. But Arlington, there's not panic right now. It's standard control, run your stuff. There does seem to be just that stifling defense. Chris Meegan get called for a foul right there on Ty Rusco. But there's just that stifling presence with the Mallet Terrace defense, and they are just well-coached and well-disciplined. Second personal foul on Meegan, and the fifth team foul. Meegan will go to the bench. And you got a couple stars now with, with Meegan and Jones, both from Mallet Terrace, with two fouls each in the first quarter. Leighton Martin, the second-leading scorer on the team for Arlington. Here's a shot of the way. Outside right, no good by Rusco. Back up and in. First points of the ball game come with a minute 25 to go in the quarter. Aiden Meese, who came off the bench and scores the first two, it's 14 to 2. Minute 17 to go. Down low they go. Inside, Andrew Delegadillo will put it up and in. Makes it back out to a 14 point lead for Mount Lake Terrace. 105 to play opening quarter. Late Martin dribble drive in. I thought there was an extra step. Puts it up, won't go. Rebound grabbed down by Logan Tews out of backcourt. Here comes Mount Lake Terrace leading it by 14 points, and they will slow things down inside a minute to play. Now Tews just changes direction, kick it back out to the top of the key. Singh looked at a three, starts to dribble, goes down along the right-hand side. Too hard off a window, no good. Leighton Martin, shortest guy on the floor, and he gets a lot of rebounds. He sure does, and it's just a lot of effort, hard work. He gets himself in the right position so often. It reads the trajectory of that ball coming off the rim. Swing it to Zachman, shoots a three off the side of the iron, uh, no good. That was a force right there. That's that feeling of down 16-2 in the first quarter. Zachman didn't have his feet set when he let that three fly. He's a good three-point shooter, but had those feet set, be squared up, ready to shoot that ball. Grabbing the rebound there was Talon Zank. As Nalen Sood's gone deep on the bench here. You can do it with a 14-point lead. Yes, you can. 13 seconds to go. Double drive, hook pass out to Singh. Open for a 12-footer that won't go. And another rebound by Leighton Martin. Down to four, down to three. Comes across the logo. Down to two, down to one. Shoots, it'll count. It won't go. It won't count. And Arlington has scored two points in the first quarter. It's 16-2 to two at the end of one. Mount Lake Terrace with the advantage. Second quarter coming up right here on KRKO. Hi, my name's Haley. I've been working with Move Fitness for a year now and already advanced into a district manager position. My name's Aaron. I started off as a trainer and I've built my way up into management and now this is a career for me. I love it here. When I come to work every morning, I'm excited to start the day. I can't imagine working anywhere else. I work here to inspire others to achieve their goals. If you want to work for a company that cares, Move Fitness is the place for you. Join the to learn more, go to movefitness.com. That's muvfitness.com. In just four years, Marysville Toyota has earned the highest Google scores among all Metro Toyota dealers and is rated number one in customer satisfaction by Toyota in the Seattle Metro region. They're honored to support this community through our sponsorship of the Safeway Foundation, Pink the Rink, Make Strides Against Breast Cancer, the Strawberry Festival, the Marysville, Arlington, and Lake Stevens Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, and now the KRKO Marysville Toyota High School Player of the Game. Come experience the power of one. One price, one person, one hour. Go to MarysvilleToyota.com. 
Well, Joe Boyer, you wonder if the um, Arlington School District bus left the offense back at the in the parking <laughs> lot back at school. Yeah, you wonder if we just didn't get the right the right Gatorade or something like that. But wow. hopefully that changes up here in the second quarter for those Arlington fans. And again, it's it's rare. I mean, but this is just the defense of Mount Lake Terrace and a little bit of discombobulation by Arlington Eagles offense. But Terrace puts a lot of pressure on you defensively to run any of your sets. Terrace has the basketball. They have the 16-2 lead. We're underway in the second quarter. And we're going to have a foul yeah. call. It's a good call. Good call. It's Savit Singh right there setting a high pick on the ball with the ball handler coming left to right going off it. And that's one of those things when you're up there at the top of the key, you're just... You're exposed to everyone and God, and you can't not move on that. And it wasn't much, but he shifted enough with that hip right there. And good call by the official, unfortunately, for Savit Singh. Savit Singh picks up his first personal foul, sixth team foul on Mount Lake Terrace. Outside three, ball too short, no good. A miss by Silas Miller. Ball goes out of bounds, and last touch by Arlington. So Mount Lake Terrace will take it. And nice crowd on hand here tonight at Everett Community College. Absolutely. No, there's a lot of fans, good student sections here. Don't have a band, which, Tom, you know I'm partial to the bands yes. being here. Yep. Here's a, underneath Jackson. Dubio puts it up too hard off the window. No good. Then a pushing foul is going to be called. Dubio went hard down after he got the rebound, was trying to pass it off. And who are they going to get? Oh, they're going to call. Oh, Delegadio? Yeah, Delegadio will pick up the foul. His first personal foul. Seventh team foul, so that will put Arlington now into the bonus the rest of this first half, of which there's 7.21 remaining. Terrace with a 14-point lead, 16-2. And I'll tell you what, if you're an Arlington Eagle fan, this is exactly what you needed. Yep. Arlington with good free throw shooting. Get them to the line, see if they can't put some of these down and crank into that score into that deficit. And Aiden Meese can't do it, misses the front end of the one-and-one. Grabbed by Botlake Terrace. They bring it down. Hook shot goes up. It's going to be a miss there by Delegadio. And the foul is going to be called. The foul is going to be whistled here on Mountlake Terrace. Coming in too hard off the rebound. Off the miss by Delegadio. And this is going to be on Rayshon Connor. Picks Tom, up the foul. That's his first eighth team foul. Tom, who got that rebound on that one there for Arlington? That would be Leighton Martin. Leighton Martin, once again. They have him on the score sheet at... Uh, at six feet tall, it, probably with his shoes on. Yep. And, you know, maybe not much, you know, so far in the weight room, but you can just tell he has such a feel for the game. Wiry, tough, great rebounder, sticks his nose into places that might get you beat up and bruised, but he's willing to do it. Good Love point. watching this kid play. His both free throws comes from a basketball family, as we mentioned. His grandpa's name is Larry Walker Court, and it's emblazoned on two places here on the floor. And right there, getting him out, and that's important, you think, just for Nick Nick Brown. Oh, and he's got two fouls. If he picks up a third, this really changes the complexion of the rest of this half. Uh, but Leighton Martin, those two free throws, just see if they can't get a little bit started here As for the Arlington Eagles offense. Mount Lake Terrace moves it around, leading it by 12, 16 to 4. As they swing it right side to Logan Twos. To the top of the key, it goes to Delegadio. As they work it down to five to shoot, they're looking down low. They find Delegadio goes in. Off the window and in. They used 29 of the 30 seconds and the score on the bucket. Man, I, th I thought Zachman had that block timed up really well, and somehow he just didn't get it. Delegadio got that to crawl over the rim and get in there. Uh, nice patience inside. Ball went out of bounds off the fingertips of Silas Miller, but it actually was last touched by Mount Lake Terrace. It actually hit the official, but he's part of the 
part of the floor, so he, he doesn't count. So on the inbounds, now Arlington with it. Moving to our right, the dark navy blue uniforms. They're the visiting team tonight here at Everett. Stop in the paint. Can't find a shot, so they kick it back out. Rusko was denied there. Rusko gets it back to the top of the key. Little jitterbug move, top of the key. Turns, faces, in traffic with the hand in his face and the time expiring. Yeah. Puts it up, misses, but out of midair, they grab it. Malik so they just it will be a, a missed shot rather than a turnover on Arlington and Motley Karras with the basketball. Moving to our left in the white home uniform. Dribble across the top of the key. That's Talon Zink. Now to Delegadillo. They give it off going in down to the floor. We're going to have a pushing foul called here. Connor ends up on the floor. The foul is going to be here on Silas Miller. Picks up the foul. Yep. His first personal foul. And the fourth team foul. And Rayshon Connor had a burst right there that just got him past the defender. Had to foul him as he went by. But man, what an incredibly athletic burst right there by Rayshon Connor. Leighton Martin will check back in. You get a feeling Nick Brown's going to do situational substituting yep. with Martin. Yep. On the inbounds, we're going to have a foul call. The inbounds went to Jackson Dubiel. He got hit as he let go of the basketball. He's going to go and have to earn him at the free throw line as he missed the lay-in. You know, and that, that's just one of those kind of a defensive lapses right there. I mean, I would, just my personal opinion on this time, I would say these are the two best defensive squads year in and year out in Wesco, just with these two coaches putting so much onus on that. But right there, it just kind of feels Arlington's had a couple just defensive lapses. But that credit that to Nalen Sood's offensive sets and Jackson Dubiel, just his, his athletic talent to be able to sneak in there behind the defense and get to this free throw line. Missed both free throws. The foul was on Meese, his first personal foul. And both free throws are missed by Dubiel with 5.36 to play in the first half of action. Terrace with an 18-4 lead over Arlington. David Zachman rims one out from three-ball range that will not go. Dubiel brings it out of backcourt. Goes in one on three. Lost the handle. Grabbed by Zachman. Outlet pass to Martin. Brings it into front court to our right. Swings it over to the right-hand side. Looking to pass it off to Martin again. Out between the circles. Leighton Martin on the dribble. 19 to shoot. Goes over just above his grandpa's logo. Swing it down to the... Looking for Zachman. Stolen by Dubiel. Here comes Montlake Terrace. Dubiel kind of slowed up. Took his foot off the gas. Swings it out to the right side of three. That's on the way by Dalen Zank. Won't go. And rebound controlled here. Leighton Martin grabs the rebound. Martin... Changes directions three times as it comes to the top of the key. Now turns, faces, off the window and in. That was Leighton Martin saying, I'm going to, uh, the deeper I get into this key, it's going to stay in my hands. I'm not looking to pass this ball. I'm looking to get this shot up. And did a great job of really forcing the issue. Now look for, see if they can't get, like we talk about, Tom, the score, stop, score. Let's see if Arlington can get a stop here and maybe get another score to so cut into this deficit. Along the left-hand side, that's Logan Twos at the baseline. Shot on the way, won't go. Martin grabs another rebound for, that's just uncanny. I, I, I think he's up to about six rebounds so far early in this game as a, a six-foot guard, but just does the dirty work that needs to be done. How about a three-ball offline right, no good. Zavion Jones is back in the lineup, and he grabs that rebound off the miss by, <laughs> by Martin. We're halfway through the second quarter. It's an 18-6 lead. For Mount Lake Terrace. And when Xavion Jones grabs a rebound, Tom, just 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 leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no getting it away from him. That he's just so strong and powerful and gets that rebound right to his chin. Pretty good football player, too, for the Mount Lake Terrace Hawks football sure is. team. 
Dribble drive along the left-hand side. They swing it down low. As Dubiel was looking for Jones, off of Leighton Martin, I do yep. believe, yep. and out of bounds. Good call right there. Martin came from behind. But that's just one of those things that Arlington does. They have good help side defense. Leighton Martin, they're not in a zone. They're man-to-man, -man, but he's just sagging into the key to see that lob go up over the top of Zachman, and he goes up there. Wasn't able to secure it, but great job swatting that away. Looking to inbounds it here as Billy Cooey comes in. On the inbounds, it goes for Dubiel. He misses the point-blank lay-in. Rebound this time grabbed down by Ty Rusko. And Rusko gives it up to Martin, who puts out a burst of energy, comes across the timeline. Back to Rusko again. Bouncing pass, looking for Cooey. Grabbed by Dubiel, and the ball went out of bounds. And they say last by Arlington, and it'll... It could have been a foul, I thought. Yeah, so, and, I, and I think right there, Leighton Martin and a couple of the Arlington Eagles are really wishing that call was was made and saying that it was off of Mount Lake Terrace. To be honest, Tom, I like that kind of officiate. I do yep. think it was off of Mount Lake Terrace, and yet I thought they said, let's not call the foul, possibly in Resco. Let's just give them the ball and play on here, which I respect that. 3.15 to play in the first half. Terrace with an 18-6 lead over Arlington. Right side is Rayshon Connor. They swing it around the perimeter. Left side goes to Megan. Close off of the baseline. Oh, They're going to call him for the offensive charge. Yeah, and Zach that was rise right there and took it. Yeah, and that was Megan right there. Actually, I think what they got him for was he had a hand on Zachman's back as he went to attack Zachman with him, and he kind of tried to use that right hand just to kind of push Zachman a little bit out of position to try to come back. And great officiating right there. Unfortunately for the Hawks, that's Chris Megan's third personal foul. He's going to have to sit the rest of this half and be very cautious, I would say, in that third quarter. Megan, as you said, third foul, ninth team foul, inside three minutes to play, a 12-point lead for Terrace. Arlington with the basketball. Leighton Martin has an opportunity to circles. Fakes right, goes left, goes right, turns, faces, puts it up, point blank, won't go. Cooey grabs the rebound. He's going to be called for clearing out to get himself the rebound. Yeah, and they've had one call each way. Yeah. One on the Hawks Delgadillo earlier, and now one on Cooley right there. Or Cooey, excuse me. Uh, just kind of create a little too much space for himself by extending those arms going for that rebound. But again, you got to do what you got to do. And honestly, for Arlington Eagles, they got to make some things happen. So I respect Cooey trying to get that, get that offensive rebound and just clearing too much space. Coming up on two and a half minutes to play here in this first half of action. Singh has it for Mount Lake Terrace. Now to Dubiel, almost lost the handle on it. 2-3 zone right there by the by the Eagles and really trying to trap those wings on it. Now they're dropping back into a traditional 2-3. Singh, then to Rayshon Connor, up to the circles. One-handed pass right side. It goes to Talon Zink. Back over to Jackson Dubiel. Measures, fires, three at the horn for the 30-second clock. Up and in. Jackson Dubiel just drained that one. The ball was in the air as the horn sounded on the shot clock violation. Timeout of the floor called by Arlington. We'll step out with 2.08 to play in the first half. Motlake Terrace 21, Arlington 6. Back with more from ECC after this timeout. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering. Machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities 
opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. 2.08 to play in the game. In the first half of the game. 21 to 6, a 15 point lead, biggest lead of the game for Mount Lake Terrace. It's Leighton Martin with the basketball. Actually, excuse me, it was Ty Rusko with the basketball. And then a corner jumper up and good by Willis. And Willis puts it in for the Arlington Eagles. Down low, Singh goes in, laying low. Dubiel follows up, puts it up and in. You know, and that right there kind of felt like a moment for Arlington. They put that full-court pressure on after that three-pointer, and they got the miss off Singh, but Dubiel right there cleaning up the garbage. Going in with the shot, missing a lay-in, no good by Rusko, grabbed by Montlake Terrace. And Rusko's a little bit more of an outside player. He can attack, of course. He's got the athleticism, but he likes to really shoot that outside shot. He's just not getting any room to get it off. Here's a reverse laying up and in by Singh. Nicely done. Went to the baseline. Was closed off on one side. He said, I'll just go over here and put it up over my ear. He and, does, and it's in. And Singh's a 6'3 post, a sophomore, doing a great job. And he kind of realizes... I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not the tallest guy, so I have to do a lot of reverse lanes just to use that hoop as a protector so no one can block me, and he does a really great job of it. Zachman with a miss, and then the ball comes out of the hands of Arlington and then going down to the floor, but they're going to say just knocked out of bounds. Yep. Jake Willis. And Willis. The reverse of the lane was missed by Zachman. And, and Willis kind of got himself extended right there. He knew he couldn't really explode up to the rim like he needed to. Dubiel kind of got that, that beautiful block that you knew was going to have to happen right there. But Arlington keeps possession. 45 seconds ago, Martin turns, puts it up, and it rattles a couple of times and goes in. It's down to a 14-point lead now, 25-11. to 11. Finally, Arlington into double figures with a half a minute to play here in the first half. Arlington in a 2-2-1 trapping press. Missed oh. or broken there. They go over to the left side for a three. Offline, no. With a miss there by Zink. And the shot clock is dead. 17 to play. Arlington basketball. Leighton Martin. So we count down the seconds to halftime. To Trotter. To Martin again. The left wing. They go. He goes to the baseline. Double pumps here. Down to two. Down to one. It's going to be intercepted here by Mount Lake Terrace. Long shot, no good. Laying down on the floor was Logan Tews as he let go of it. And we are at halftime here at Everett Community College. And we're going to give a word with head coach Nalen Sood. Let's go, Steve. All right, we're with head coach Nalen Sood right now. Coach, we're losing him here in just a moment. Nalen, uh, real quickly here, 11 points in the first half. I've got to think you're feeling pretty good about the defense right now. Yeah, yeah, still 16 minutes to go, but good intensity. Got a little bit of foul trouble right there. Uh, but we just got to sustain the second half, play good defense, and, uh, and uh, you know, they're going to come at us again in the second half. we got to we got to tighten things up even a little bit more, so um, see how things go here. The other night when Xavion got in trouble, it seemed to be the, the turning of the, the game a little bit. Tonight, Delgadillo and Singh both doing a nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, you never know when your number's called. you got to be ready to step up, and they had to step up in that situation. They might have to step up in the second half. Last question, what do you tell the team offensively? What do they need to do? Oh, boy, i got to think about that. But we, we want to execute a little bit more, but continue, you know, to play good D and see what we can do with our offense from our defense. That's just who we are. Thanks, Dylan. Okay. Thank you very much, Steve. And Dalen Sood, head coach of 
from Mount Lake Terrace Hawks. We'll take a break and come back. We'll take a look at the first half numbers. Our score at the half, Mount Lake Terrace 25, Arlington 11. The 3A district championship is on the line. We'll come back take a look at scores of other ball games from earlier today as well. Stay with us right here on KRKO. There's more to discover at Odyssey 2, now open in their new location on Evergreen Way in Claremont. More room means more stuff, more jewelry, more coins, more military surplus, and more firearms at Odyssey 2. Conveniently located between Harbor Freight and Grocery Outlet in Everett. There's so much to shop at Odyssey 2. New location now open. More guns, more coins, more jewelry, and more military surplus. Odyssey 2 on Facebook or across from the old Ford dealership on Evergreen Way. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. Welcome back to Everett Community College. Tom Lafferty along with Joel Boyer and Steve Willits. 25-11, to 11, Mount Lake Terrace with the lead over Arlington. Let's review what's been happening in the district tournament here as the last three days have action here at Everett Community College, and we're all heading toward the regionals. you got the regional round next weekend, then on to state. Top eight seeds have already punched their ticket to get a chance to go to the Tacoma Dome. It's just a matter tomorrow what the seeding committee decides. We do know, let's start with the West King 4A tournament, which ended here last night with Mount Sai getting the win 56-40 over Issaquah. And only one Wesco 4A team will make it to the regional round as Mount Sai, Issaquah, Skyline from the Kinko League, only Mariner Marauders from the Western Conference, Steve Willits, will make it into the regionals. Oh, we, there we go. Yeah, and to do so, they had to come back for, what was it, 17 points against Jackson? Yeah. Not not an easy task when you think about some of those guys on that Jackson team. So, again, Devin Dillon doing a nice job this season. We knew it was going to be tough, not only in the sense that it was Kingco, Wesco, but also we knew that all those teams at the top of Wesco were all fairly even this year. There was a lot of parity, and only one came out, and it happened to be Mariner. And then take a look at the 4A West King girls. Well, Joel Boyer... One boys team, zero girls teams will go. Yeah. As last night, the district championship went to Woodenville over Eastlake 55-43. Woodenville, Eastlake, Boffle, 
Mount Si, the four girls teams, not a Glacier Peak, not a Mariner, not a Lake Stevens among them. Well, and, and when the last time, and I don't, I'm, I'm sure Steve won't have this drawn up for me, but when was the last time that both Randy Edens and Brian Hill were not down in Tacoma or in the least in the regional round with both yeah. Lake Stevens and Glacier Peak not going? Those are just two stalwarts down at the Tacoma Dome for so many years. I, wow. I could venture a guess to when the last time was. Probably the year before Glacier Peak opened. <laughs> That's right. I was like, if you say the COVID year, Steve, you know, come on. But, yeah, <laughs> you might be right that I don't know the last time that both of those uh, programs were not down at the Dome. That's pretty impressive. And then taking a look at the 3A girls, and we just crowned a champion a little while ago here at Everett Community College. Arlington beat Stanwood 63-57. to So both Arlington and Stanwood will head to the um, regional round. Maybe Tacoma, depends on the seating again. And they'll be joined by Meadowdale, Linwood, and Everett. Earlier today, it was the Everett Seagulls over the Snohomish Panthers for that last chance qualifier Everett 42, Snohomish 36. So it's been a while since Ken Roberts hasn't been in Tacoma Dome, but the Everett Seagulls, Linwood Royals, Meadowdale Mavericks, and both Stanwood and Arlington Steve on their way to the regionals. Yeah, and you know, quite frankly, we mentioned that Ken Roberts isn't going. He finished sixth, and Ken even mentioned this to us on our radio show not too long ago. The top six teams in Wesco were all ranked in the top 16 RPI-wise, and more realistically, like Ken said, probably really six of the top 12 teams in the state we knew one team was going to get left at home. There were only five bids, so doesn't necessarily mean that the Snohomish didn't have a great year, and they're a young team. They're going to be back, but how about Meadowdale the other day, too? 38-point yep. win over Snohomish. A lot of young players on that team. Gia Powell is special. Linwood, a bunch of juniors on that squad. They're going to be back next year, too. They're going to get a little taste of regionals and state this year and then build on that. There is a lot of uh, good talent that is not class of 2023 in Wesco 3A, but first and foremost, we get to watch them in regionals. It's going to be a fun tournament. And I should mention, Arlington finished third in state last year. Stanwood finished sixth. They're both back, and they both look as strong as ever. And then the boys at 3A were deciding the championship, but both Arlington and Montlake Terrace will go to the regional round. Earlier today, it was Marysville Getchell and Everett playing for that last chance qualifier. Everett got the win. 58-54, so the Seagulls will go on, as will the Shortcrest Scots. They got a win last night, as did the Mount Vernon Bulldogs. So Mount Vernon, Shortcrest, Everett, Arlington, and Mount Lake Terrace. Joel will be representing the uh, Western Conference 3A, heading down to the regional round. Yeah, and it's going to be so much excitement. It's uh, really has to do with that RPI like we're kind of talking about. <clears throat> if you're in that top, uh, top eight RPI, yes, you still play in the regional round, but if you win that, you go straight to the quarterfinals at the Tacoma Dome on Thursday, where if you lose that, then you have to play Wednesday at the Tacoma Dome. So being that top eight RPI really gives you a chance. Even if you lose it, you're still going to the Tacoma Dome. So definitely a big thing tomorrow as the RPI gets adjusted. And I think we're going to get a word here with, hopefully, with head coach of the Arlington Eagles, Nick Brown. He's having a couple of words here with one of his players, and he's going to go and sit on the bench, and we're going to send Steve right on after him. Yeah, we'll see. Looks like he's trying to talk to one of his players right now, so Looking for, a, looking for a whiteboard there. I was looking for a whiteboard. Coach, just really quickly. He's just trying just to really quickly, what was the message you gave your guys at halftime? We're not playing the Nets. We're not playing district championship. We're just playing Demont Lake Terrace. We're, trying, we're, we're, we're playing things that are bigger and stronger than us and them. We're worried about things and seedings and all that kind of stuff. 
we get to play on Monday no matter what. Let's just have some fun. Get back to our Eagles basketball. Yeah, we're not, we're, we're not shooting the ball well. We're not sharing the ball well. We're starting to chip each other a little bit. It's everything that we want to do with other teams, and they've done it to us. Thanks, Coach. There you go. Short and sweet from Nick Brown. Joel, you got to agree with everything he said, right? Absolutely, 100%. And this is a program that we've watched over the years. Tom, we love watching the Arlington Eagles. I mean, we don't we don't have favorites, but when you see teams that are well-coached and, and well-disciplined and, and players that do what is being asked of them in that family atmosphere, you know, that's that thing he's saying. They're chipping at each other. We're doing all the things we want other want to create in other teams. Right. Not like Terrace is creating us. And so, uh, you know, hopefully for that young team of Arlington, they have a couple of really high-impact seniors, but but hopefully that young team can come together right now and say, hey, let's let's stop worrying about all this stuff. Just like you said, this is just a basketball game. Stop worrying about the net, stop worrying about the seedings, and let's just take care of this next four minutes, then the four minutes after that, and just really break this down. Let's go to Buddy Patrick with a look at the stats. Arlington, four for 24 from the field, one for eight from the uh, three-point range. Leading score for the Arlington Eagles, late Martin with six uh, points and probably a ton of rebounds. Eight turnovers, nine turnovers for the Eagles. For Terrace, 10 of 22 from the field, two of six from the free, uh, free throw line. Leading scorer here, uh, Sing, with 8.7 points for Dubio. And the one caveat, Joel, we do have to mention about the 3A. There's that extra eight, four seeds because they have the play-in game on Tuesday this next week because there's so many 3A teams. That's right. That's right. I keep forgetting that, to be honest, Tom, but yes, absolutely. So 20 seeds instead of 16, and there's a play-in game for the next weekend. So here we go. Arlington with the basketball down 25 to 11. And they start out and commit a almost, yes, they do, a turnover. Xavion Jones will get it, outlets it up. There's still bodies on the floor in backcourt. Jackson Dubiel just dribbled it off his ankle and out of bounds. Couldn't take advantage. They had numbers, too. Yeah, and I think I think Jackson Trotter right there just in diving to the court, trying to get that ball away from Xavion Jones. I think, he, I think he came right down on top of Trotter, and Trotter definitely took the brunt of that one. Yeah, you don't want him to follow that. He felt, the, he felt the extreme linebacker part of Jones, <laughs> maybe less the basketball part of him on that one. Here's an up fake there for Jackson Trotter, spins into the lane, dumps it underneath, except he goes off the ankle of Xavion Jones, and it'll be controlled here by Jackson Dubiel and brought out of backcourt for Mount Lake Terrace. Terrace in the white uniforms moving to our right here. Top of the key, Logan Twos. Swings the pass. Dubiel has it at the left wing. Now to Sing again. He looks down low, still looking. Now it goes to Dubiel, top of the key. Nine to shoot. Underneath, Zachman will get the steal. Kind of a low outside pass that he couldn't handle. It's going to be controlled here by Willis. Out of backcourt, going in with the left hand. On the drive, no good. <laughs> Zavion Jones, actually, I think he's going to go and pick up the spare because he knocked over two of the guards just about. I think so on that. I think Ty Rusk was trying to understand why is this not our ball on that one. It looked like it might have gone out. <laughs> But Rusko, I really, I, I like his tenacity right there, attacking the middle of the lane. It is just hard sledding when you get inside that key with Mount Lake Terrace bodies. Rusko was standing out of bounds like he wanted the ball, and Savit Singh just pushed him on the back and said, get out of here, it's not it's your ball. Not your ball, and Rusko's like, how is it not? <laughs> Singh has the top of the key, swings it over to twos, goes into the paint, kicks it back out on top again to Jones underneath to Singh. And no basket there. And they're going to have a whistle underneath. It's going to be a foul on Arlington. Eagles down by 14 points, 25 to 11. 6-18 to play. We're in the third quarter in the district boys championship game. As Martin picks up the foul, his third. 
Leighton Martin with three yep. personal fouls. And he looked right at Nick Brown, and he tapped his chest, gave him a thumbs up, says, I stay in, and Nick Brown nodded his head saying, yes, you're staying in. Jones got it down low and got fouled here. Who do they get this time? It's going to be on Jake Willis. His first personal foul, second team foul. Free throw. Xavier Jones will be at the free throw line. First one is good. And he will get another. Opens up a 15-point lead. Terrace's biggest lead is 16 points. Arlington scored two in the first half. In the, excuse me, the first quarter. Yeah. And they've yet to score here in this quarter. As now they're working it down to the left side. Arlington with it. That's Zachman. Pull-up jumper. No, it's going to be a pass-off to Zachman. Probably should have been a jumper because Zachman couldn't handle it. Grabbed by Xavier Jones. He baseballs a pass up the floor. Dubio is there. Laying up and good. Timeout called by Nick Brown, and we step aside. 29-11. Biggest lead of the game for Mount Lake Terrace, up by 18 points. 5.48 to go in the third quarter. Back with more right after this timeout. The playoffs are underway, and David Buster's at the Alderwood Mall in Linwood has you covered. Watch all of the action on David Buster's 40-foot wow wall. Wow wall. Experience more sports, more craft food and drinks, and more fun watching the games at David Buster's. The best football watching in the entire Pacific Northwest is at David Buster's at the Alderwood Mall in Linwood. Learn more at davidbusters.com. That's davidbusters.com. We see Joe Marsh sitting down on the, uh, he's got an honorary seat on the uh, Arlington bench. Well, I think if you, uh, I think they got enough seats down there, obviously. There's there's one extra one, and I think if if you're the uh, the winning coach of that district championship with the girls just prior to this game, I guess we'll let you have that seat. Yeah, so he's sitting down there watching this one. I was going to say, I almost said enjoying this one. Probably not enjoying it, watching Arlington. They've scored 11 points, and we're at 5.48 to go in the third quarter. That's almost more shocking than the fact that Malik Terrace is a big lead. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of baffled at this one, Tom, trying to kind of figure out a little bit and seeing, you know, through coaches' eyes what, what you want to see more of. Um, and it's like you know, Nick Brown said in the pregame, the things that we get against other teams, we just don't get against Mount Lake Terrace. A long outside three ball for Leighton Martin won't go. Ball goes out of bounds. Martin will last to touch it off the miss. It'll be Mount Lake Terrace basketball. Sweet Singh will throw it in here for the Terrace Hawks. They lead by 18 points with five and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Logan Tews brings it across the logo in the center of the field. Center of the floor. I would say field. Left side, Connor. Dumping it down low to Jones. Goes around the defender. Gets it off to Singh. Goes up. May have been partially blocked there by Zachman. Controlled by Arlington. Martin out of backcourt. Behind the back dribble a couple of times. Leaves it, turns, faces, guts it down low to Cooley. Back out for an open three ball on the way that won't go for Rusko. And the rebound controlled by Singh, but stolen back by Martin. He just shuttles the pass along the floor to Zachman. Right back to Martin for the laying up and good. And you just see that you want to try to get into this if you're if you're Arlington. You saw Nick Brown just being such an encourager. Even the last few missed shots, he's just encouraging, saying, that's better. That's Arlington basketball. That was a great hustle play right there by both Zachman and Martin to try to make something happen. Ball nearly knocked away, but grabbed by Jones, and he he got that ball out of midair. Jones did, turned around, and then rifled the pass down to Logan Tews for the lay-in. 
It's kind of impromptu, but it worked to yep. perfection. Yes. 31-13, 18-point lead for Mount Lake Terrace. And these are those little things you want to try to find. If you're, if you're Arlington, you want to just crack into it just little by little, small step by small step. And every time something good happens, like something, not good, something not good happens. Martin goes to the floor and loses the handle on the basketball, stolen away by Mount Lake Terrace. Jackson Dubill at the right wing. Dribbles at the top of the key, calls the play with the right hand. 19 to shoot. Under four minutes now to play in the third quarter. District championship on the line. Both these teams will be advancing to the regionals. Dubiel into the paint. Kicks it over to the left-hand side. Going down is Connor. But right there is Jones. Jones picked up the trash. It was just laying there. He says, I'll take it. Going in to the other end, they get a little Ty Rusko laying action there for Arlington Eagles. It's 33-15. And, you know, even when it goes bad for Terrace, as Rayshon Connor hits the deck and loses the handle on it, Xavion Jones grabs the ball, lays it up in it. You're like, it's just... If you're Arlington, Nick Brown, you're like, we can't catch a break right now. Up fake was Dubiel goes into the, excuse me, going in, the scoop land, and one. Oh. That was Logan Two's. The degree of difficulty on that shot wow. right there, Tom. I mean, that, what a beautiful, gets fouled on it, is still able to spin that up and in, coming from left to right across the key. Uh, the, the degree of difficulty is so intense on that, and yet he makes it look so easy. Cooley picks up the foul, his second personal foul, third team foul. And we're going to have Logan Tews at the free throw line for the Hawks, leading it by 20, 35-15. The 3-13 to go in the third quarter, free throw is good. So he completes a three-point play. The lead is 21 points for Mount Lake Terrace. And still a little bit of full-court pressure there. Zink will be in backcourt. He'll just bother Martin coming out of backcourt. Comes into front court. Excuse me, Rusko. Now to Cooey. Cooey top of the key. Looking to pass it off. Gives it to Zachman. Now right side to Aiden Meese. Underneath going in. Laying up and good. Meese out a little avenue to the hoop. Lays it up and in. 36-17 the score. Terrace up big. Out of backcourt they come. Zink. Now to Dubiel, back to Zink again in the right corner, dribble drive along the baseline, goes in. Double team there, swatted at by Cooley, and then the rebound back up and in. And they're going to give that one to Jones, got the rebound back yep, up Z- and in. Xavion Jones just tapped that rebound out of the midair, just right up into the hoop. One shot on the other end, won't go for Willis for the Arlington Eagles. It'll be Mount Lake Terrace basketball, leading by 21 points. 2.15 to play in the third quarter. Swing a pass at the right wing. Zank now over to Dubiel. He looks down low. Now he'll kick it to the baseline. Do Zank again. Goes in too far underneath. Cooey will pick it off and grab it. Zachman will dribble himself out of backcourt. Elevate for a three ball on the way. No good by Rusko. Missed. Grabbed there. Up the floor. Going in. Laying up. Megan, no, because he got hit hammered down to the floor, and the foul is going to be called. He's going in for an unmolested lay-in, and the, the foul is going to be called. Zachman will be called for the foul, called for the block. That's his first personal foul, and the fourth team foul. Yet to have a foul called here in this half against Mount Lake Terrace. And Mount Lake Terrace is doing a really good job, I think, better this half than the first half. 
at playing defense, which you're like, how is the can get any better? I feel like they're playing more with their feet, Tom. They're really getting themselves moving, getting in position, making sure they're in front of ball handlers, as opposed to the first half, it seemed like they were getting a little too handsy, had some of those foul trouble they had to experience, but it hasn't hurt them yet. First free throw is good. They had a little discussion there for a few moments. The, the officials talking, one of the officials talking with Nalen Sood. I don't think they were looking for an intentional foul there. No, I don't think so. Oh, is that what you think, Steve? I think they were complaining about David Zachman staring down Chris Megan when he went oh. to the ground and standing over the top of him for a minute. And I think Megan was even asking the official, and the official told him, hey, mind your own business and shoot these free throws. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and to be honest, I saw that, and Zachman stepped across him. I, I, I don't know. It, it didn't feel malicious in that. Um, both Arlington went to Arlington players and Terrace went to Terrace players. It's kind of that nobody wanted to scuffle there. Ty Rusko has it the right wing, goes in, fadeaway jumper from eight, short arms at no good. Cooey grabs a rebound. No, it's going to be taken away from him. What a pass by Jones, but he can't handle it. Megan can't handle it. Did you see it? Jones was airborne, leaning to the left, had it in his left hand, and threw a, like a screwball. Yeah, and unfortunately, and, and it needed to be a bounce pass. He did that, but he put so much pace on that, but he had a little undercut to it. I'm impressed Megan got both hands on it. He wasn't able to control it enough, but that's not on Megan. That's what I was like, good luck trying to catch that ball and do something with it. No, that was a Patrick Mahomes pass. Jeez, oh, it was from a different angle and yada, yada, yada. Underneath going in, reverse laying up good. Aiden Meese, he's kind of keeping Arlington alive here in this quarter. He's got six points in the game. It's a 40-19 score, 21-point lead for yep. Mount Lake Terrace. Equally their biggest lead of the ball game. But then how, how is that possible? They just called a 10-second back court on uh, they just called a 10-second back court on for Mount Lake Terrace. On Mount Lake Terrace, and yet when they blew it dead, Nalen Suit is up in arms because on the shot clock it says 21 seconds. Yeah. It needs to say 20 in action, it needs to say 19 for it to be so. Unless you're counting by twos. <laughs> well, Two, I, I, four. Yeah. It, it goes Maybe that was it, but uh, I think Arlington's going to need a few more of those. Aiden Meese with a miss, but the rebound back acted up now by Cooey. Back up for a three ball that's going to be an air ball, and the maiden Meese will try for the reverse layout off the offensive rebound off the air ball. He misses that. It'll be Motley Terrace basketball. 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Corner jumper, Jackson Dubiel, short, no good. Gets his own rebound back up off the glass, no. Whistle, foul called, and he will be at the free throw line, have to earn him at the stripe. Has the, the wheels got a little wobbly in this game here in this quarter? Just a little. Yeah, I mean, and you see a, a lot of players, Arlington specifically, trying to just give that extra energy, give that extra oomph that they might have just to try to change how things are going, change this outcome. Malik Terrace is unflappable, Tom. They are just staying the course. Now, <laughs> to their credit, when you're up by 21 or 22, it, yeah, it's easy to stay unflappable even if they get four points on you in a row. But uh, Nalen Sood is just such a great coach and he's just very, has his player, the culture of his program, so incredibly calm and poised. Jackson Dubiel hit both of them. Meese picked up the foul, his second personal. Down to eight seconds to go. Arlington with the basketball. Top side, Meese, three on the way, no good. Down to three, down to two. Grabbed by Megan, stepped on the out-of-bounds line with eight-tenths of a second. Joe Marsh was sitting in that seat 
he gets knocked down. The head coach of the Arlington girls, Megan, he's smiling. And oh, boy. He took a big, huge hit, and he got knocked over. His brother, Sean, comes over. Says, you okay? He says, I've taken bigger hits from you, Buster. Get away from me. <laughs> Joe does have a smile on his face, which is good because Chris Megan just went and got him, and that chair just toppled over, kind of like that tree just going down, and that's the worry you have is making sure, Joe, make sure nothing nothing important gets hit and <laughs> hit hard off that floor, but holy shnikes. <laughs> well, you've been there sitting on the bench, and suddenly here comes something. Well, yeah, but I was younger, and. Yeah, Joe's a big guy, but I'm a little bigger than Joe, and I usually get that. But when you're coaching girls basketball, Tom, the girls find that shit aren't quite as big as you. Chris Megan's a pretty big guy coming at you. That is now the end of the third quarter. Mount Lake Terrace up big, 42-19 over Arlington for the district championship. Fourth quarter coming up next right here on KRK. This is Dave Schlosser. My dad, Dick, founded Electronic Business Machines 42 years ago. You know, I was a manufacturer's rep for a couple of years, and I had the opportunity to look at very successful dealers around the Northwest. I realized that the one common theme they all had, the ones that were most successful, were the ones that provided outstanding service. And I felt that we could create a, an atmosphere in our company and a dynamic that would make our customers really appreciate the quality of service we could provide them. The reason Electronic Business Machines has been successful for all these years, it's our loyal customers. Chelsea Jones with NAI Puget Sound Properties. You know, we had some issues originally with our server getting all the printers online, and she stayed the entire day getting everybody back up and running, and she didn't have to do that. It could have been our IT department that did it, but, you know, she chose to stay and put in the extra effort beyond what was required of her. We can help you be more productive. Check us out. Electronic Business Machines, ebmcode.com, ebmcode.com. KRKO Everett, congratulating the late Stevens Vikings on their state football championship. Well, Steve Willits, you don't get to leave like some of the people that are just headed for the exits. They think this game's over. Well, yeah, and it might be. We'll see. Belly Terrace doesn't give up 23 points in a quarter very often, but, uh, yeah, we've still got some work here to do. Here we go, 42-19 as we start the fourth quarter. Yeah, biggest lead of the game for Motley Terrace up by 23 points. They can afford to take some time off the clock. We can't tell you that Joe Marsh is okay. He got up under his own power. He says, though, you know what? Let's head for the barn. Let's head for home. Here's Singh along the baseline for Malik Terrace. Turns it over on a bad pass. Picked up by Failer going in. Laying up, though, good by Rusko. Everybody touches the basketball. Zachman had it. Singh had it. Oh and then Leighton Martin had it. And now he's got it in the corner. They swing it out to Meese, top of the key. Back out it goes. Going in. Rusko laying no good. That was actually Martin had it. Yep. That was Martin on the last attempt that got fouled. He's going to go to the free throw line now. All of that, nothing went in. Uh, the, uh, Tom, I think I think about eight different guys of the ten on the court touched the ball, and I think about four of them touched it more than once, all in the span of five seconds. First free throw is good. Twos picks up the foul, his first personal foul, only the first team foul of the second half. Z- zero fouls called on Malik Terrace in the third quarter. Next free throw rattles and goes for Martin. He's got 10 points in the ball game. 7.20 to play in the ball game. Double score here, 42-21. Zibion Jones goes to the baseline. Knocks over one player. They're going to call for the offensive foul. Yeah. And you can see right there when Jones got that head of steam going, you know, it's so hard. I don't even know if Meese really took that on the chest. Uh, 
necessarily in a charged position, but Jones is just such a big, powerful body. If players go down, it, it doesn't look good. So I think that was one of those calls he got right there. That's his third personal foul, second team foul. That's Martin with it. Turned around, puts up a jumper, kind of a no-look pass or no-look shot that didn't go. It looked like he wasn't looking. And the ball though, goes out of bounds. It'll be last touch by Arlington. Kind of felt like Leighton Martin got a lot of contact on the arm right there as he's shooting that ball, but full court pressure. Meese carries it out of bounds, though. Meese went through, was blocking it, and then carried the ball out of bounds, so it stays in possession of Montlake Terrace with 27 on the shot clock, 6.54 to go in the game. Inbounds pass. As full court pressure being applied here. Chris Megan will bring it into front court to Jones. He pushes over Leighton Martin like he's a fly on his wrist. Down to the baseline goes Mount Lake Terrace. Dubiel now to the reverse lay and no good by Megan. Back up and in by Jones. Xavion Jones got it off the miss by Megan and it's out to a 44-21 lead. 23-point lead for Mount Lake Terrace. Dribbling in is Jacob Failer. Goes to the baseline. Gives it off to Martin. Now over to Zachman. Zachman trying to back in. Good luck with that. Trying to back in against Xavion Jones. And see who they're going to get. They're going to get Chris Megan with the foul. That's his fourth personal foul. Thirteen foul. And here comes David Zachman to the free throw line to shoot here. First free throw, no good. He will get another. Both these teams will advance to the regional round. That'll happen. Well, it depends on where they are seated. Both of these teams should be seated high enough. They don't have to worry about making their way on a play-in game. Yeah, and that free throw right there looks like Zachary missed it, but they're going to get another shot at it because I think Megan might have entered in a little bit early right there. Yeah. Um, but, Tom, just like you were saying with the RPI right now, I mean, coming into this game, we have no idea what it's going to look like after this game, but coming into this game and this night across the state, uh, Arlington was had the number three RPI in the state and Mount Lake Terrace had the number six RPI in the state. Obviously, Terrace isn't going to move down. They're going to move up with a, a win over a number three RPI. Right. I don't foresee Arlington moving out of the top eight. I don't know. It could be that close. could be that tight numbers-wise. Of course, they they use the RPI as a guide, yeah. but it's now a committee. Yeah. Right. It's now a committee. It's not a RPI. Which I appreciate that is when you look at that and you appreciate that, that it's not just a computer making that. But as Steve Willis just said in my ear, that hurts him a little bit too because when you start looking at just the last couple weeks – for the Arlington Eagles, it doesn't look as good as it was early on. They had a early first first game loss of the season, right? And then they lost again to Mount Lake Terrace right after Christmas. But then they lost the last two games of the season of the regular season to Monroe by a one point loss, and then followed on the very next night. And we did that Monroe game, but the very next night after a physical game against Monroe, they went and yeah. played Jackson and lost by seven, which is a four A non league game that got I think snowed out. Um, but it is what it is. It's just that frustration thing of. It doesn't look as good because they've had a couple losses down the stretch here at the end. Well, and keep in mind, this is a Mount Lake Terrace team that won Wesco last year. I think they had what, a 17-3 and record. The committee got together. They were like number four or five in the RPI, and they put them at number nine. So yeah. state doesn't necessarily recognize Wesco 
as being that strong. So if you're Arlington and you're down by 22 right now, that is going to affect where they're going to end up in that uh, yeah. that committee. Sure could. Sure could. When you have people making those decisions, it's going to be hard to look and see exactly what they're feeling. But that's part of that thing that we're all going to be curious about and probably see tomorrow uh, late afternoon, I would guess, when those uh, when those matchups get, get uh, released. Here's Arlington now with the basketball. David Zachman goes in off the glass and in for the Eagles. He's... He's only got three points in the ball game. 5.48 to play in the game. 44-24. Here's Xavier Jones goes in, puts up a lay-in, no good. Affected there by Meese. Grabbed by Martin out of backcourt. Here come the Arlington Eagles. Late Martin on the dribble. Swing a pass right side to Rusco. Back to the basket, back out to Martin again. Goes around the defender, goes around two defenders, puts it up too hard, no good. He went to the floor. Rebound grabbed down by Singh. Outlet pass up the floor to Logan Tews. And they'll set up the offense. Dubiel falls down for some inexplicable reason. Goes down the pass into Jones. He got fouled the way in. Well, see, we got fouls and we've got people on the floor. And so we're going to have free throws here for Xavier Jones. And I appreciate the effort that these players are giving Arlington. You know, there's 514 left, Tom. I don't want to say that anything, you know, that it's not possible, but down 44 to 24. Just kind of the night it's been for their Eagles guys team here. I don't see this as probably a comeback that's going to storm us and and happen here. And yet at the same time, you want these guys giving that effort because there are more games to play. You don't want them to to get kind of pulled back. And what Nick Brown said at halftime to Steve Willett saying, saying we need to play for this is just a game. Stop worrying about nets. Stop worrying about rankings. Stop worrying about all these other things that really you can't control. And just go play and see if you can't find a rhythm here in this last five minutes that'll help impact you positively moving forward in the regionals. Zachman had picked up the foul, his second personal foul. Free throw, one is good. It's 45-24. Outside three ball on the way that won't go for Arlington. Silas Miller on the miss. We're at five minutes to play exactly in the game. Up the floor, here comes Mount Lake Terrace. Into front court, they move. Swing it to Dubiel. Dubiel to the baseline, puts it up with the right hand, and it drops through. Kind of a little runner with a right hand up and in. It opens up now a 23-point lead. Mount Lake Terrace equals their biggest lead of the ballgame. Dribble drive in. Hand check foul is going to be called beforehand, though. As Leighton Martin says, you know, don't call the foul. I'll just take the bucket. <laughs> it's not going to work that way. Yeah, he wished he could have gotten the bucket and the foul and given him, given him a three right there, but unfortunately, no. Logan Tews will pick up the foul, his second personal foul. Underneath it goes. This time he will get fouled, and he will go to the free throw line, trying to complete the three-point play. He got he crumples to the ground after getting hit. And this one is going to be on Logan Tews, his third personal foul, fifth team foul, and trying to complete the three-point play will be late Martin. Martin. You know, this is the thing. Martin just... <laughs> He's going to be bruised and battered tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. Couldn't put that free throw down, but, man, he sure plays hard. Love watching the effort he gives. And the rebound's going to be controlled here by Mount Lake Terrace. Up the floor they come. Hawks with it at four and a half minutes to play in the game. Outside three ball on the way. That will not go. A miss by Rayshon Connor. And this is going to be controlled here by Arlington. Aiden Meese comes into front court. Behind the back dribble. Dumps a pass underneath. He didn't think it was coming. Jacob Failer had no idea. He kind of looks at his hands like, hands, you failed me. 
<laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't handle the pass. Came in hot though. I think Failure was taking that one gather step to try to get up there and and get that rebound. If it was to miss and me say, "Oh, I'm gonna dump it to you," and it's like, it just it. It's kind of a microcosm's Tom of yep. just what's gone on tonight for the Arlington Eagles. It's like it's a great take, it's a great move that Meese had to get around the defender, and it just can't work. Nearly stolen here by Meese, and then finally grabbed by Failer. Meese gets it back to the baseline, back to the basket, and then Dubiel comes through. He gets the interception. Now down the floor, going up, laying up good by Xavier Jones. There's another case where just about everybody on the floor touched the basketball <laughs> you know arlington has a near steal two different times in the backcourt the ball's going to bounce i think it was twos that might have jumped out of bounds was able to toss it back in and save it i'm not even sure who made the long court pass out of joe you're just like if you're nick brown and the arlington coach have you're like you've got to be kidding me it doesn't matter what we do they still find a way to slop it around and get a bucket in the end from it now look what Look what Nick Brown has them. Yep, Nick Brown has them all gathered up the exact same way they start after introductions. They all gather arm in arm around. They start this way. They finish this way after games, arm in arm around each other. He's speaking into all of them, every coach, every player right now. And it's the way of saying, I guarantee he's talking right now, Tom, like, this isn't our last game. It is about the future. Do not lose sight of that. Don't start doing things different. You don't chip at each other. We are a family. We got here together this way, and we're going to end this way, even with a loss tonight. It doesn't matter. We're moving forward. And I've been in groups that have gotten to keep your head up. Yes. You walk out here with your head held high, Absolutely. Right? You're, you're an Arlington Eagle, and we are proud of that, and we're going to continue to be proud of that regardless of a score or outcome of a game. Now, Monday of practice, we're running. We're running. <laughs> we, we might talk about a few things, but we are moving forward. This is the great thing about being a part of a district championship game is win or lose, you're moving on. Outside shot of the way by Jacob Failer. That's going to be a miss. Grabbed by Mount Lake Terrace. They have the basketball. In backcourt coming out is Logan Twos. And now in the front court, Jackson Dubia holds the ball on his hip. Now cross court pass over the right side to Twos again. And a foul called. Overplay on the defense. One and one coming up here. It'll be Jacob Failer will be the guilty party here. It's his second personal foul. The seventh team foul called on Arlington. And Logan Tews will be at the free throw line with the 5'11 junior. 3.26 to play in the game. 49-26 to score. Terrace with the lead. Up by 23, up by 24. That is now their biggest lead of this ball game. Arlington did not have the lead at all in the game. In fact, it was 16-2 in favor of Montlake Terrace at the end of the first quarter. It took to inside two minutes before Arlington even got on the board. It's been that kind of night for the Eagles. And, you know, it's it's pretty rare when you have such great talent on both sides. And this was in the girls' game earlier, too, Tom. Arlington led wire to wire in the girls' game. Never was never down. Sam never had a lead. We turn around, we have the exact same similar. Now the girls' game is much closer, but the exact same similar uh, situation here where Malik Harris has never trailed in this game. So here is Arlington with it. A f- Fadeaway jumper, foul line, just inside the foul line, up and in for Jake Willis for the Eagles. Full court pressure by Arlington. Dubiel brings it into front court. Swings the pass into the right corner to Chris Megan. Megan almost lost a handle on it, bounces out topside. It goes to Zink. Now to Megan again, trapped there, goes to Zavion Jones. Zavion Jones had the ball knocked away, but he goes and retrieves it himself. Megan gets hit from the side. 
And we'll go to the free throw line, and David Zachman will pick up the foul for Arlington. Zachman picks up his third personal foul, and the team foul number eight called on Arlington. And Megan at the free throw line for the Hawks. Free throw, good. He will get another in the one and one here. And our coverage coming up this next week will be determined after it's all determined as to who's going to be playing who and where and when and all that's determined. They're saying by midday sometime tomorrow that'll all be yep, ironed yep. out. And these coaches, having been one of them before, you usually start looking around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, noon, <laughs> refresh, 1 refresh, refresh. <laughs> and you know, you're like, gosh, what's taking them? So you're like, well, these guys got to sit down or these men and women got to sit down as a committee and hash things out and bring things out. You're like, just tell me so we can figure out and move forward. You're going in, laying up good by Leighton Martin off a of steal. Yeah, refresh, refresh. Then you're then you're checking whether or not is, is the this, internet on? Is, is a, this thing on? Is this working? Is the Wi-Fi? Is somebody mess with a modem? <laughs> Do we need new batteries in this thing? I mean, come on, what's going on here? Bad pass up the floor. It's going to be knocked out of bounds here by Jake Willis of Arlington. So Mount Lake Terrace will retain possession with 24 on the shot clock, 2:17 to go in the game, and a 23-point lead for the Hawks. 53-20 the score. Tom, I would 53, not. 53-30. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, not that bad. 23. Not, not, not that bad, but still, if you had said, yeah. if you'd said with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, this would be a 53-30. to 30. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And we have, are they, I, they, I missed what they were doing. Were they well, words? Yeah, it was, uh. It was senior Ty Rusko for Arlington and, and, and senior Chris Megan. Uh, there was a foul that occurred there. and They're sending the teams to their each respective side. And I think the officials are going to talk. Did we have a timeout called? I don't think yeah, well, so. No, it was a double technical is I think what they're okay. going to. Well, they're going to consider it, I think. Um, but it was, it was Rusko and Megan just kind of got themselves and you know, it's a it's a it's a proud senior moment uh, for Megan, but it's also a, a tough senior moment for Rusko right there. I, there was no pushing, there was no, but it looked like some comments were made, and and it looks like Rusko didn't appreciate the comment, whatever it might have been. Um, but uh, looks like cooler heads are going to prevail here. Mark Myers, two tees. Do we shoot? Go to the narrow, no. or is it resume? Well, they're gonna they're gonna shoot the they're gonna shoot the the foul shots. Right. Okay, offsetting fouls then. On the and we'll tees. see. We'll see what they go to here as they talk about. They're going to bring both coaches in to talk to them. That's our Mike Pereira there, Mark yeah, Myers. Yeah, that was Mark Myers on his way by. We appreciate his time <laughs> that he he gives to us. <laughs> long time official. Long time official. Long time uh, lover of high school basketball. I just appreciate what he does with his camera as well now. Yeah, Nick Brown and Nalen Sood gathering there at the uh, with each other. So they're going to shoot the foul shots. We'll have two technical fouls. Now the official bench is calling. Well, we're going to see what this is here. You know, with two minutes and ten seconds, let's just move on. But we <laughs> well, and Rusko's trying to figure what what did I do here? And uh, I know Ty Rusko a little bit. He was a tennis player as well, and I coach tennis. That's the home. Oh, he's, he's your guy. He's been, your been around him a lot. Baseball he's, too, right? He's qualified for the state tennis tournament already. He's gonna 
maybe get to the state, uh, probably get to the state basketball tournament, and he's a baseball guy too. So Ty Rusko for Arlington's got a shot at. at uh, I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but Arlington baseball has been highly successful in the last number of years, and so. So a common foul on a double technical yep. according to Frank Foster on the PA. Rusko's not the biggest guy ever in the world either. No, but he's got a lot of heart. Yeah, <laughs> he's a tough guy. And I think, and actually, that's that's Megan's fifth foul. So he is going to go to the bench. But wasn't he shooting the free throws? There's so we're going to have free throw here for Rayshon Connor. Well, that's a new one. So, yeah. And, and right there, Nalen Sue just came off his out of his seat. He just sat back down. He came out of his seat and yelled at his players and said, knock it off. Yeah. Do what you're supposed to do and finish this game. And you can just tell us the thought of control, 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 stay under control. And I don't know why you have players there if you're we're gonna. And well, Mark, we're not sure. Mark, Mark Myers just texted me. Said we'll go to point of interruption. Yep, yep. And so the two technicals occurred on a dead ball, and now you're gonna be having shooting. It's gonna be actually two shots because Arlington's in the double bonus. It was a common foul on Rusco, uh, and then they had a double T on that on him and Megan. And so Rayshon Connor is shooting these two now. First one is good, and he will get another here. And now we're going to have some substitutions coming off the bench. And actually, both Nick Brown and, and Nalen Suda have been pretty calm through this whole thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, honestly, it, it, there, there wasn't some dust up there. There wasn't, no, no it was just, it's just that frustration. And honestly, the frustration uh, for Arlington in, in not playing the way they hoped they would, um, not having it go the way they hoped it would go. So, um, yeah. So now we're going to have another free throw coming up here for Rayshon Connor for Mount Lake Terrace. Free throw good. The lead is 25 points. That's their biggest lead of the game for the Hawks. Now Arnicum with the basketball. Out top of the key, Caden Heiss. Down low it goes to Jace Rischula. Dribble drive in. Going in is Aiden Meese. Puts up a shot up and in. Aiden Meese with the bucket. He kind of sort of kept Arlington in it in the third quarter. Although then they got kind of boat raced here in this fourth quarter by Mount Lake Terrace. So both teams going with the, well, Xavier Jones still out there. So is Jackson Dubiel. I think they're going to come out with the next dead ball. Going in, Dubiel has it along the right side. Puts it up with the right hand up and in. Ja Jackson Dubiel with the bucket. A timeout called on the floor. And it looks like Twos might have a cramp, I'm hoping. It looks like he's grabbing at his calf. Yeah, yet, the, yet they're just stretching it out. It looks like it's just a, just a cramp. Definitely want anything more at this when, point. When the, tra when the trainer goes over, grabs your leg, and just wrenches it up, you figure, okay, it's not broken. <laughs> Let's go down to Steve. Yeah, you know, and Sabora Dean, who's a phenomenal athletic trainer, came over right away. She had a smile on her face. Uh, Logan buried his face into Sean Kirk, the assistant coach's shoulder. I think even Sean kind of got a kick out of it. He's been there. Sean was a great basketball player in his own right, so we've all been there. Oh, yeah. We, when you said great basketball player, 
and you said we've all been there. Were you also referencing I, I, I Steve and I? I was I? talking about the uh, the cramps earlier. <laughs> okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Go again. I, I was a great basketball player. If you take the word "great" out of the equation. <laughs> Couple of misses there by Arlington. Down to a minute to play in this one. It's been all Mount Lake Terrace all night long of this district championship. As now Terrace with it, a little bump, a little grind, a little foul, a little travel, and that's all going to happen on that one possession underneath the hoop. <laughs> Down to 51 seconds to play in the game. Both teams now with all subs out on the floor. Just to wrap this one up, both teams will advance, and they will head into the regionals. All that decided tomorrow at the WIAA office in Renton. Little knockover there, no call. The official says, we got to get out of here. Let's get out of here. We've been here way, way too long tonight. Down to 30 seconds to go. As they'll move it down, right side, three. No, they're going to call it travel. He had a chance to get in the book. Joe... Asalifu, nice looking shot. Good looking shot, just shuffled the feet first. It's just a little bit too much. Down to 23 seconds to go, shot clock is dead. We're gonna hear from the victorious head coach, we'll hear from our player of the game. Down low, they swing it. Aiden Meese, Meese has it. Down to eight, down to seven. Outside three on the way, he got hit as he let go of the basketball. So a miss there for Cade Hunter. Kept alive here. The ball goes out of bounds. One last toss in, and that will be that. And Montlake Terrace will get set to cut down the nets, and they will, and Terrace will win it. Final score of 57 to 34. So Montlake Terrace will win the district championship game for the boys in the Class 3A with a 57-34 win over the Arlington Eagles. We'll step aside for one minute and come back with our post-game wrap-up, and we'll talk with our player of the game and the victorious head coach. One-minute break. Again, the final score, Motley Cares 57, Arlington 34, back in 60 seconds. Save our songbirds with Wild Birds Unlimited in Everett. Keep cats indoors, drink bird-friendly coffee, and reduce plastics to help our native bird populations. Bird watching is another basic way you can help save our songbirds. So turn to the staff at Wild Birds Unlimited to get you started on Evergreen Way or mywbu.com slash Everett. As long as there have been kids in baseball, there has been... And for over 40 years, Glass by Lund has been there to pick up the pieces with high-quality service and installation. But Glass by Lund is much more than windows. Mirrors, shower doors, new screens, and tabletop glass are all done with a superior selection of the leading brands. For commercial or residential service in Snohomish County, stop by Glass by Lund showroom just south of Frontier Village in Lake Stevens or online at glassbylund.com. Final score, 57-34. The Mount Lake Terrace Hawks win the Northwest District 3A Boys Basketball Championship. And they're lining up down there to get their picture taken. Mount Lake Terrace wins at 57-34 over Arlington. We're going to hear from a bunch of players and the head coach as well, Naylan Sood, is there lined up there with the, uh, with the trophy. And Jackson Dupil just stood up and... <laughs> stood in front of Joe Asalapu and he kind of pushed his shoulders and said, get down you're blocking me <laughs> I got I got a grab and grandpa that want to see me in the picture too absolutely that one's gonna go in the trophy case from years from now 
That's still going to be there just as a district championship. Those are coveted. Those are absolutely coveted. So and what, what a phenomenal thing for the Mount Lake Terrace Hawks. Preston Dwaskin, the keeper of the scissors. Absolutely. Hands up to Jackson Dubiel, who heads up. He's going to be one of our players of the game. He's going to cut down part of the net. And we'll send it down to Steve when he's ready and has somebody to to talk to. We, we got somebody to talk to you right here. It. Head coach Nalen Sood. Back-to-back -back district champs, Coach. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy for these kids. And, you know, we talked a year ago. You never know what a whole year is going to bring. And these guys just every day in practice. And I think they, they worked hard to get this opportunity. No one's guaranteed anything. And they worked so hard. They put themselves in a good position again. And uh, they get to go up there. And, again, I said it last year, it's one of the most beautiful things you can see when kids get rewarded for their hard work. And that's what they're doing right now. Last year when we talked, and even into the state tournament, you took sixth at state. You talked about what the seniors had meant to you. You had six seniors on that team that really through thick and thin had been there. And I kind of wondered at that point, what's it going to be like to have to re try to chase down another district title without those six? And yet here we are, all different squads uh, this year almost. Maybe those six are with us still right now with the lessons we learned. And when we can talk about those guys and how they did and the adversity they had and overcame things like any basketball team. Maybe they're still living with us, and uh, that's the great thing about the, the basketball program here at Terrace is, you know, the ghosts of the past have taught the current guys how to get things done, maybe even more so than any of us as coaches do. So credit to our seniors and credit to these kids that they listened. They, they, were, they, they got a lot of wisdom from their experience with those guys. Definitely. We always talk about Mount Lake Terrace defense. Final score shows 34 for Arlington. They had 19 going into the fourth quarter tonight. Yeah, yeah. well, they got their 15, but... You know, we, we knew we had to guard them. You're not just going to beat them with uh, offense. And we got a lot of, I think, offense from our defense. And so the kids take pride in learning what the other teams are going to do. They take pride in taking away their strengths. You hope at the end of the day it works. But these guys do a lot of things that you just can't coach. You know, we can coach them certain things. But they, they take it to another level with their work ethic, with their intensity, and just, just their overall toughness. And so... You know, I, two years in a row, I'm really fortunate to coach these guys, but I've been just fortunate to coach a terrace. The maturation of some of the players throughout the season is pretty remarkable, too. I think about Svejit and, and where how far he's come just in the last two months. Not only that, but I, and the, this is a guy who's been pretty special all along, but Jackson Dubiel, it feels like every time I see him, he gets just a little bit better, and the scary thing is he's only a junior. We just talk about every day being better, you know, being better in everything we do, and... Uh, it doesn't show sometimes, but over the long run, the process, if you keep working every day to do that and not resting on any successes, just trying to get better. But, um, you know, when kids do that, then they can they can build up some confidence from their self-growth also. Give a shout-out to your coaches really quick. A lot of those guys, we recognize them. You have former players. Greg Wurtz has been with you for 100 years. Well, you know, we can finish. And Coach Otmar's not here, but he's here earlier. And we can finish each other's sentence. And, uh I'm not sure it's that great for them to have to work with me every day, but I'm fortunate to work with the McCole Maddoxes, the Anthony Asbury's, the Sean Kirks, the Greg Wirtz, and Philly, you know, he's been with me for 25 years. I've been with him, and what these kids are getting from those guys, not assistant coaches, co-coaches, because they're such a key part of what we do as a basketball program, and the fact the kids trust them so great is awesome. we got to talk a little bit about uh, brass taxes here coming up. It's a committee now. It was a committee last year. You won the district championship, and for some reason, they took your RPI rating and they kind of threw it out the window and gave you a number nine. I've got to think you made a statement for the committee tonight. Though. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they just we, we prove it on the court. Last year, 
None of us liked what happened on Sunday. But then the kids went out and, and took care of business on the court over the next two weeks. So we're, we're going to hope to do that again. But we hope that they respect what we've done. They hope We hope they respect our body of work from non-league and, uh, and what we just did tonight. What's the rest of the weekend look like for you? Do you get to celebrate this a little bit? Uh, I got WIPCA meetings tomorrow, continuing to grow the game. But then uh, uh, we'll, we'll enjoy this a little bit. And then once you find out the suffering of coaching is once you find out your next opponent, you're going to start worrying about it. Definitely. Coach, proud of you. Congratulations once again. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. So there you go. The head coach, Nayland Sood. Let's, uh, let's walk over here and try to get some players. Anthony Asbury, a former player at Malik Terrace, one of the assistant coaches, currently in the process of cutting down one of those nets right now. Got his string there. Another fellow bald man, I should point out, <laughs> now, now that I've joined the club. And walking through here. And there goes Johnny Phillips. Another bald guy. Another bald guy, class of 89. And by the way, Johnny still suits it up in practice and, and can get up and down the floor with the best of them at like 52 years old. So Also best dressed in the in the building tonight, too. Yeah, he, he always is. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Let's go over and talk talk to some of these players while we're at it here. We're going to make our way over here. Spajit Singh, we're going to have you turn around because we've got a camera up there. You're on STSPN right now. Congratulations. You just won another district title. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. We should point out, too, where, oh, there we go, Nayland Sood holding up the net right now. We got two player of the game shirts to give out. We're going to name you as one of them here. You're going to get our uh, Marysville Toyota KRKO player of the game. 13 points tonight. Xavion goes to the bench early in foul trouble, and you just kind of pick up the uh, whatever needed to happen. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I just, I just did what I needed to do. I mean, yeah, that's about it. Fair to say that your game got better throughout the season. I feel like every time I see you, you progress. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm working. I'm working hard. I mean, it, at first at the start of the season, it was a, it was. I had to adapt. I mean, it was different. JB was different last year. So yeah. yeah. Congratulations. I'm going to give you the sweatshirt. I'll get a picture with you in a few minutes here with us. We're going to have you hold on to that. And you are heading to uh, to the state tournament. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So there we go. We got Svejit Singh right there as uh, Seamus Boxley, maybe the greatest Malik Terrace Hawk player of all time here, congratulating some of the guys. Also, his nephew, Chris Megan, so I'm sure he's in there as well. Chris getting a picture right now with the trophy. Jackson Dubiol right here. We are going to give Jackson the other player of the game shirt. We're going to have you hold that up, and I'll get a picture with you in a few minutes here. I talked to you last year after the district championship game. You were just a young whippersnapper. We'll get you here so we can get you to the camera. You were just a young buck at the time, just getting a little bit of minutes here and there. Now, full-fledged senior, you're a starter. You're one of the stars of this team. Junior. Or, I'm sorry, I meant junior. Uh, one of the stars of this team. How are you feeling right now? Uh, this is amazing. You know, back-to-back, -back, you don't see that often. And uh, just a credit to our coaches and our durability all year. We uh, went through went through some, we were 4-4 four and four at one point, and uh, I don't know where we are right now, but... It's a lot better than that, so uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of emotions right now, but, I mean, happy. Talk about how much better this team got, and maybe you for that matter, too, throughout the course of the season, because you mentioned you were 4-4. Four and four. It feels like this team really progressed as the year went along. Yeah, most of it was, uh, you know, we get into our feet. We know we had some players playing football, you know, all that stuff, and uh, we just bought, bought into the defensive end. We know the second game of the year, someone had 72 on us. Someone hasn't had that all year since then, so uh, it's all about de defensively. We knew we were going to be a good offensive beat coming into the year, and it was all about defense. So uh, we bought into our coaches and uh, trusted them, and that's what got us to this point. So it's all the defense here at Terrace, and man-to-man, -man, that's what we do. It's kind of preached here, isn't it? Yeah, it's all, all we do all year. 
We play up on the board. What defense are we going to do? Man to man, man to man, man to man, man to man. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, certainly defense, and you've also put up a lot of points lately. I saw your dad taking pictures a moment of proud dad there. He played a little college ball back in his day at, at uh, Central Washington. Who wins the one-on-one -on -one game there? Dad looks like he can still play a little bit. I mean, I would say he's a better shooter than me, but uh, other than that, he hasn't got no answers for me. I think the last time he beat me, I was like 13 maybe, so... It's, it's about 35, 40, 40 wins in a row. <laughs> there we go. He's got his dad's number then playing basketball. Well, again, you're heading back to the state tournament. Congratulations again. We'll get you a player of the game shirt. We'll get a picture of you later. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks and, very much, Steve. You got more? Yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, get a few more start. here while we can. There's, there's a lot to uh, lots of yep. process here as we got some guys. I'm going to sneak by here in just a second. As uh, they're, they're taking photos with the trophy here. Maybe we'll sneak over here and get a few other guys as I'm walking over here. How about Andrew Delgadillo? Andrew, I think that might have been your best game of the year. Is that fair to say? Yeah, maybe. Talk a little bit about your situation. I know you were injured earlier in the season and maybe you weren't getting as many minutes. Tonight, they needed you in a big moment and you came in and you got the job done. You were getting points, you were getting boards, doing a little bit of everything on the biggest stage so far. Yeah, you know, I was just staying ready whenever they need me, so... Is that kind of the way it's been all year long? Is that what the coach has been telling you? Yeah, pretty much. You know, whenever I need to be called, you know, I'm ready to go. So, How excited are you to uh, get the chance to cut this net down and to go back to state? Oh, I'm so excited about it, man. To double tone, it's going to be amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, Chris Megan is right here, too. We're going to try to get Chris and Logan Tews here in just a second. We'll get you on STSPN Live. Chris, another district championship. How does this one feel? A little bit different than last year. Obviously, your role's kind of increased over this uh, this amount of time. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been a crazy year. You know, we've had our up and ups and downs. My role's a little more um, intense, but Coach Suit always knows how to go out and prepare the guys and um, keep me calm and motivated. I always get in my own head, and Coach always seems to calm us down. And being a two-time champ, I mean, right now, there's not a better feeling. Like, these guys work so hard. I know the blood, sweat, and tears that went into this. I've been doing it for four years. I mean, I just, I can't even believe that I'm here again. And to do it with some of the same guys, it just means so much more than, than a lot of people understand until you're on this stage. So it just feels great to be here. And I, I'm so glad I got to play at Terrace these years. I mentioned to Coach that the six seniors that were there last year are now gone. He mentioned in a lot of ways they are still here because of some of the legacy that they built and kind of laying down the foundation for you guys. You're a senior on a team with a lot of juniors and sophomores. Is that kind of the way... This approach is taken at Malik Terrace. Do you guys just kind of leave it for the next? Um, I mean, it kind of goes without saying. We like we don't really, you know, prep and say, hey, before this game, seniors gonna have a pregame speech with a sophomore. That's just not how it goes. You know, we just, you know, as a senior, I saw some guys were nervous before the game, myself included. But I have my own ways to deal with it. But the the guys, you know, just talking to them, letting them know that they're all right, and it's just another game. Same thing with Coach Sue. Coach Sue doing the same thing. It's just we come out there and we're prepared and we just do what we got to do. And, you know, playing with this this guy over here, this lanky dude, Jackson, is n nothing better at the moment. So, I mean, I love these guys. I can't I can't even think straight. I want to ask you. I don't even know if what I'm saying is making You're saying some great stuff. I want to ask you about the number, uh, the name on the jersey, Terrace. Your uncles played at Malik Terrace. They left a legacy behind. How much does it mean to put that jersey on and to take this team to state? Um, it means, it means uh, a great deal. Um, so I'm getting a little emotional. I've, I've talked about this moment for years with my uncles and 
now being here two years in a row, like, there's nothing like it. I mean, I had great leadership and a great example last year with all those guys. And, you know, this year, I'm just glad I, I can kind of say I did the same thing and carry on the legacy of what seniors and everybody brings to Malik Terrace. Malik Terrace is my home. I grew up here my entire life. My family's here. Everything that I love's here. And honestly, I don't see myself going anywhere. My kids will be going to Malik Terrace. So. We should point out, too, not too many Malik Terrace players from the past can claim back-to-back -back district championships. You just did it. Congratulations. Thank you so much. All right, Chris Megan. I want to get Logan Tews in here for a minute, too. Kind of the, uh, the engine that kind of kept everything going there at point. You played a lot of great defense tonight. We haven't even talked about this with the other guys. You held Arlington, a good ball team, to two points in the first quarter. That's really what we work on, you know, is just defense. We're a defensive team, and we can do it on offense, too. But that's really our main goal is just to shut them down, you know. On the offensive side, don't let them get what they can do. And, you know, they had a lot of good players. So that was our main goal to come into this. Zay played great defense. SJ, everybody on the team played great defense. And I feel like, you know, in practice we worked so hard, so I feel like we're ready for this. Your defense was outstanding tonight. You had a couple big baskets at the stretch. I think it was early third quarter. Too. Talk a little bit about that and trying to ignite the offense when they needed a spark. You know, well, for me, I feel like I just need to play my role in a way because I know all the guys on the team can score. They do what they do. So I feel like when if I need to score, I can try and do what I can do. And I'm more of a facilitator. I like getting my teammates involved. And I like seeing them, you know, shine. But I felt like I had it, and I just took it to the hoop, and I don't know. <laughs> I tried to do what I could do. How did it feel to get that second net? Actually, I didn't get the second net. Oh, that's right. You weren't, okay, that's right. It feels great, though, right now, because I was so proud of my guys last year. But I just worked and worked, and couldn't be more grateful. Coach Suits giving me another chance, really. Hey, Tacoma sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It sounds great. Logan Tews, go enjoy it. Yeah, thank this you. man right here has lost. <laughs> there we go. Logan Tews, I did want to get one other, one or two. Oh, we got Xavion over here. We got to get him. While we're waiting for Xavion, Sean, I want to ask you about, you might have had the play of the game. You were going down to the floor, and you threw that ball over your shoulder right to Xavion. Just luck, or did you know he was there? I knew he was there, but I'm surprised he even got there. I was falling in the middle of it, and yeah. What does it mean for you to be able to get up on that ladder and cut a net down? Huh? What does it mean for you to get up on that ladder and cut a net down tonight? A lot. It's my first year playing varsity, and I feel good about getting making it this far and feel like we worked hard to deserve it, too. You enjoying the process? Yeah. All right, best of luck to you, Tacoma. You, too. Thank you. And, and we got to get Xavion before we go here. I know they're trying to kick us out, but he's getting photos, but we want to get him before we go off the air. Xavion? Oh, they're going to get it one more picture here, it looks like. I'm going to follow him over here. We can't let him go without... Xavion, talk a little bit about tonight and what it meant to get that second net down. Uh, it meant it meant real well, real good, real good. Uh, running back uh, with all my team, my teammate. It, it feels good though. I was talking early in the first quarter there against Mount Vernon the other night. When you were in the game, your team went on runs. When you were out of the game, they fell behind. It really felt like they really, really needed you. Tonight, you went out with foul trouble, and some of the guys stepped up and had your back tonight. How did that feel? It felt really good to know that I can come out the game and I can trust all my other teammates to uh, pick up the slack when I'm not doing it. But when I come back in the game, I'm going to make sure that we're still uh, running up. Were you surprised at how easy it came to you guys tonight? You know this is a good Arlington team. You beat them by 17 earlier, but every game is a new game. You jump out to a 14-0 lead. Were you surprised at that? Uh, I mean, we just kept on putting the work in. We never stopped. Uh, every game is not going to be an easy game, but uh, we, we were preparing for this all week, so we got the W. What does this team need to do to get even further in Tacoma this year? You took a sixth-place trophy last year. What are you guys going to need to get done? Uh, just keep doing what we're doing. That's it. Davion Jones, congratulations. You're a two-time district champ. Thank you. 
So there you have it. A lot of great things going there. We're signing off. They're trying to kick us out of the gym. Oh, absolutely. We're going to get you in just a second here. Okay, and so the Melee Terrace Hawks, 57-34. Throw back to you guys. Thank you very much, Steve. And we will take a break and come back and take a look at the numbers and wrap it up from here at Everett Community College. Again, the final score, 57-34. Mount Lake Terrace over Arlington. Back with our final segment after this timeout. Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, SmokyPointConcrete.com. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen-printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Washington. This message presented by the WIAA and the Washington Secondary School Athletic Administrators Association. What do tractors, trailers, farm equipment, and semi-trucks all have in common? Well, they all help the economy. And many of the people who drive these big rigs also have something in common. They take their vehicles to the one place that can handle heavy equipment. Purcell Tires in Monroe. Tires, rotations, brakes, shocks, struts, and oil changes. Keeping drivers on the road since 1936. Highway 2 in Monroe. Take Frylands Boulevard to Tye Street. Purcell Tire and Service Center. We'll keep you moving. So the district championships go to the Arlington Eagles on the girls' side and to the Mount Lake Terrace Hawks on the boys' side tonight here at Everett Community College. Final score in the second game, Terrace 57 and Arlington 34. Buddy Patrick has a look at all of the final numbers. And we'll start with the Arlington Eagles for the team, 14 for 49 from the field, 28%. One for 15 from three-point range. Steve Willits, that's 7% right there. Five for eight. From the free throw line, 62% individually. Just four, or, uh, 14 points for Leighton Martin. He led the team. Eight points for Aiden Meese. Five for Jake Willis. Three for David Zachman. And two for Ty Rusco. 16 turnovers for the Eagles. Then for the victorious Mount Lake Terrace Hawks, for the team, 18 for 37 from the field, 49%. One for six from uh, three-point range, 16%. And 16 of 22 from the line for 73%. 15 points for Jackson Dubiel, 13 for Xavion Jones, 8 for Singh, 6 for Chris Megan, 7 for J Jackson, uh, excuse me, Logan Toes, 4 for Rayshon Connor, and 4 for Del Gadillo, and 13 turnovers for the Hawks. Okay, thanks very much, Buddy Patrick. And a final word to Joel Boyer. You know, I, I would not have guessed correctly, not that the Mount Lake Terrace Hawks wouldn't be victorious, 
but they would do it in such an impressive fashion. Right. They're a good team. They beat Arlington 17. You kind of think they're maybe a little bit having that number. Um, but they just came out here and, and impressed the heck out of me. And I think anybody watching this game, you saw Arlington fight and fight and fight and just couldn't get anything going. And that's really due so much to the defensive prowess. And just like Jackson Dubio talked to Steve Willis, they're saying we do man-to-man. They put it on the board. What defense are you running? Man-to-man. And they just work on it all year long. You just tell they're so disciplined. They play as a unit, and they're just a fun team to watch. Look for them to have a fun run going forward to Tacoma Dome. And now it's all up to the committee, right? Yep. The, the RPIs yep. and the standings and the automatic lines are gone. Now it's a committee tomorrow. In fact, they're probably already have talked about it. They've everybody's got their uh, yep their bracketology done as to <laughs> how things are going to go right. in both the in all six classifications. Right, and and you know there's. I've heard some some of that weirdness of you like, well, you have an RPI and you work so hard to finally get this in basketball, and you know over the last few years, and yeah, now you're you have an RPI, but but you're not going to use it when it comes to the seedings. You're going to use a committee to do it. You're like, well, it used to be a committee, and then it used to be automatics, and then it went to RPI, and now it's back to the committee. You know, they so used to draw it out of a yep. Oh, I sat through many. Ball. I sat through many of those, and sometimes they had to redo that draw when they realized, oh wait, that doesn't work. What we did it wrong. We got to read. You're like, oh, that's too bad. That was a really great draw for us right there, but. Yeah, but you know, Garfield can't play Roosevelt in the first round. <laughs> right, and you're like, you guys, and they're like, oh, sorry. And you're like, well, that can't happen. Like, oh, you're right. So everybody put everything back in. You're like, oh, here we go again. But, yeah. uh, you know, all that being said is, is both teams are moving on. Both teams have had incredible years so far. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the great things about, about coaching and one of the most fun things that I would say is is you impact these, these student athletes on the court so much but also off the court. And, I'll tell you, that, that bus ride home for Arlington right now, that's not, I've been on those, you know, I've been on those as a, as a coach, as a player, and, and it's not as much fun as when you have those wins, but there's a lot of learning moments from that. And there's some memories I have on some of those coming back after, after losses and knowing um, there's still work yet to be done. And so, you know what, find a way to get through it, you know, move past it. Don't You don't have to forget it. Learn the lesson from it and accept that lesson and then move forward with it. So, um, Nick Brown and his assistant coaches have done an incredible job for years, and I expect nothing less for those Arlington Eagles moving forward. And we'll see you down the road. Absolutely. Can't wait. Tonight's game broadcast under rights, granted by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Western Conference solely for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express written consent of the WIAA, the Western Conference or KRKO Radio is prohibited. Tonight's game was produced in studio by Brandon Hamilton. We will be back with you maybe a game this Tuesday. We'll see what the regionals shake out, the sub-regionals there in case of the Class 3A. And next week for the regionals, the full regional round for the 4A and the 3A, see what happens there as well. We've got Everett Silvertips hockey coming your way on Wednesday. They're at Tri-City, 6.30 pregame, 7 to 5, the faceoff from the Toyota Center in Kennewick and right here on KRKO. Thanks to our statistician, Buddy Patrick, and to Alex Clausius. Today's game brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, most steer clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, the Smoky Point Concrete, Buzz in Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. Now for Joel Boyer and Steve Willis, I'm Tom Lafferty reminding you of tonight's final scores from the Walt Price Fitness Center at Everett Community College. The boys' championship game, 
it goes to Mount Lake Terrace, 57-34. And earlier, it was the Arlington Eagles girls beating Stanwood, 63-57. Good night, everybody. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-R-K-R.